Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. Hello, today is the Stop Gang Stalking Crime Activism call. Um, we're talking about uh, things that have to do with gang stalking, targeted individuals, and directed energy weapons. And uh, Ann and Tracy started a good conversation, so I'm going to go ahead and record and let them go. Go ahead, guys. Okay, so um, it's this tiny, tiny, tiny little jumper cable item. So I took a wire, I think it was a 14-gauge, and I stripped it, and then I tied it on to the little, um, what I just said it was, because I can't remember now, um, the jumper cable thing. And so I, I put the jumper cable onto the cold faucet pipe underneath the sink. And then I run the line all the way to my bed, and then I took a copper bracelet, and I put it around. I put the wires from the other end around the copper bracelet, and then I put the copper bracelet on my ankle because I think you're supposed to drain it out from your feet or that uh, section. So that's what I do for grounding. And and Dave what? Dwight says you really have to do it for two years solid to feel the real, real effect. So it's definitely a cumulative um, situation, like Terry mentioned. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you take the clip, you clip it on on the copper on your wrist. Do you clip it on the copper on your wrist? You there, Anne? Sorry, I muted myself again. Um, oh. You 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 um you take the wire, you 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 um strip it. So you've just got the bare copper wire, whatever the hell it is, heck it is. Uh-huh. And then uh-huh. you um wrap it around your metal bracelet. I I use. I just put it on my ankle because I want it all to drain out from my from that section of my body. Uh-huh. And then, so it's grounded to the pipe underneath the sink, which somebody told me was grounding. And then, I but I need a better bracelet to fit around my ankle. And the, I put a link in chat for those of you that don't know what it is for you to check it out. So it's uh, you take one end is clipped to a PVC pipe and the other is to an ankle bracelet. No, this it's not a CVP pipe. You've got to go to a copper pipe or a metal pipe that will that's grounding. The water goes right to the ground, or the uh, water, I don't know something about the water pipes are grounding. Does that make sense to anybody? Because I just I was just yeah, because it, it's because the water pipes that go from your house and stuff they actually go down and they're buried in the dirt. So if you have pipes that can conduct electricity, they'll also ground for you. Another way if you guys want to do that is you can take a grounding rod and you pound it in the ground and you go buy a, a flat strap one inch to one and a half, and you can run it into your house and use that as a grounding strap too. You want to drive it in the ground about at least five feet, but you can use that too. And then the grounding straps, actually, they plug into the, the third prong on your uh, plug-in. 
I used the ground with the plug-in, um, the third ground plug, but that didn't work for me. And then I used to use the aluminum metal um, wire stuff that you put on screen doors, but that didn't really work either. I think I'm going to buy the material from Alibaba that Dr. Sean bought for Ella. I think I'm going to get a lot of that. Hi, Linda. Hi there. Am I? I don't know. If, I don't know. If, <laughs> hey, Linda. Hi, I'm trying to get into the room. Hey. Oh, I I forgot. I was supposed to mute you, Linda. <laughs> you were. Who gave you those orders? Somebody's giving that, you orders. Nobody would give you orders. The call. Yeah? The. the the company that's having this call, they said, do not let Linda Costanza talk. So I was like, okay, guys. The company, you mean talk to? Funny how they have, they let me have my own call, but you can't let me talk. Oh, my God, Terry. Don't it's a conspiracy, I'm telling like you. You're stronger than that. <laughs> you know how to stand up for yourself. Oh, I can't I'm do coming. that. I'm, I'm a desperate individual. Really? What's that? What's that movie where the guy's on there and he goes, "I'm terribly desperate." Oh, the li- the one with Jim Carrey and the liar. He goes, "I'm horribly oh. desperate." <laughs> I didn't see that movie. It was actually pretty good. It wasn't bad at all, really. There we go. Um, yeah, was that about lawyers? I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, it was yeah. actually. He, yeah, he played a lawyer in there. It was pretty funny. Yeah. By the way, those of you that who are not on the internet, um, guess too sharing about the doomsday thing. I, I think it's kind of funny. They said it was going to happen uh, on September, and September twenty third. It didn't happen, yep. so now they're saying it's going to happen October first. Yeah, incredible just, what people will put out there. They just keep moving that baby along, don't they? Yep. So, uh, Anne. When you first came on the call, you said you had some great ideas for uh, flyers. Do you want to share some of those with us? Sure. Um, So one of my ideas is in my area, I really, really think they're using apps. And um, I've researched it a little bit. And in my area, there's a very, very small town I spend my day in. And it's very Caucasian and it's very wealthy. And a lot of the women stay home. So I've been, so the, so the slander has hit like high, like the slander is massive now in this small town about me. And I've got housewives coming out of the woodwork to harass me in all different ways. Um, you know how they do it. They do it covertly. So if you ever say anything that makes you look crazy. So my idea is to very covertly, and I have a different ideas about how to do it, I mean, down to the paper and the addresses and fingerprints and everything. I think about it all. But um, what I'm going to do is, um, you know, neighborhood watch groups have been infiltrated by a criminal element. They are, um, they have a list of people, and they're telling people lies, and they're spreading slander about these people. And what can you do to help? Don't believe it. Go to the person. You know, I'm going to make it nice and cushy for these um, wealthy people. Um, who are taking their time out of their day to, to you know, go to lengths to harass me. And um, they, they've, they've really, like, told the whole school 
like everybody in the elementary school that I that I go and pick up the kids, like all the parents, like some parents won't come and, and have play dates anymore. It's oh. really horrific. It's really sad because they bring the kids into it. And my next idea was um, all these companies that stalking. So I've got a, cat, a dash cam, and um, I've got pictures of all these companies that stalk me. So I'm going to send flyers to the CEOs and the lower management to let them know that their employees are not working for them. They are on the job screwing off, stalking people, going out of their way to stalk them. Then my other um, idea is um, town employees that stalk me because there are as many of them. And corrupt police and corrupt first responders. And, um, they, you know, where are your tax dollars going? Do you know that while they're on the job they're doing this and this is happening? My other idea was adult bullies. I like that. My other, I mean, the other thing I did was I ordered magnetic um, bumper stickers. I'm ordering T-shirts. Um, the bumper stickers are going to have different websites on them. I'm going to um, get T-shirts. And, like, I don't have any interest in doing this. I have no – but I am being pushed to do it. I, mean, I am not going to lie down and take this in any way, shape, or form. But I'm going to do it covertly. I'm going to do it the way I think I need to do it. Um, be, you know, you got to play the game a little bit. Um, but, you know, I mean, I wouldn't even want to do this. I have no interest in this. But you have to. You have to stand up for yourself. Yeah. We definitely all do. That's, those sound like great ideas. I hope that when you design them that you uh, share those with us. Well, thank you, Mr. Brewster. <laughs> You go, girl. This is good. Um, and I hope so. You know, I don't know what else to think about or do, you know. I mean, then I laughed all day. I laughed at these people. Who would have ever thought that you drive around in a car with an app with someone's face on it with a bunch of things to do to that person and and do it? It's like these people are so sick. And it really makes me think that they've driven society, they've really engineered society to get them to this point where they're this immune to any kind of um, the lack of consciousness, the lack of emotion, the lack of empathy, the greed, the power. Really, I feel like, I just feel like they've socially engineered society to be like this right now. And the society is falling into the hands of whatever this is, the permanent state, the CIA, whatever it is, you know. Yeah, uh, definitely. Terry sent something, and Terry has uh, something on his website about TIPS, T-I-P-S, and I went and, and looked it up and looked into it. Um, it started with Bush. He was, he was wanting to uh, recruit millions of Americans to spy on each other. And it, it, according yeah. to this one thing I read, um, is that it made, made the, um, you know, the German Stasi look uh, like kids play, kind of, you know, yeah. just really yeah. insignificant in comparison. So apparently, and then, of course, the um, Patriot Act uh, gave them permission to come into our homes without warrants, without letting us know they were coming or had been there. Um, and as we know, I they've, People come along and do whatever they want with that kind of protection. It's crazy, and it's and ugly. I heard, I heard yeah. you say that the other night, Linda, and I said a light bulb went off in my head. Not only did yeah. he send us into a country we didn't have to go into, 
Yes. But he he started all this. What you're saying, he started. That must be the genesis of this. What we're dealing with yes. now. That must have been the seed. Absolutely, and of course that followed the you know 9/11, uh, which which Iraq had nothing to do with. But of course, going into Iraq and taking their oil was of great interest. Come on, baby. Come on, Daisy. You know. Um, so it's it's weird. <laughs> I mean, yes, I, I agree. I think I think I think Bush was the most evil. Well, that's my opinion. But um, yeah, I think it is the genesis of all this. Very crazy. Very ugly. Hmm. It's interesting how that one little phrase does so much. What what right. she's talking about is I put a list. I went and did some research. A bunch of different names that. They possibly could be used or continuations were. That's what's on the first part of my website where it mentions all those different things on the front page. Scary out there. Yeah, and I remember you. Oh. I was just going to say, Ann, I remember talking to you months ago about you were going to design a a flyer for the upper echelon. I, I do think that's very important, by the way. You have to gear the flyer to each segment of the population that is harassing you because there are so, this. I really would love to know how they do what they do because they get every segment. Like what they do to every segment of the population, I want to do to every section of the population. Like however they whatever they do, like, I need to follow what they're doing, like, and do it my own way, you know what I mean? Like, on our side. Because it can be done. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Here, I mean, doing, they've been doing I was it for 15 years, you know? Oh, God. Yeah. Hey, Ann, I was going to tell you, too, that supposedly, or what I've heard is that after three times you've seen them around you, that's stalking. So if you have plates and pictures, you can, uh, you know, after three times of being around you, that you, you can consider that stalking. I, I think it depends on which state, but I just thought I'd tell you I was going to say that. I love that point, Tracy, because I've got my trash <laughs> cam and I've got my separate computer, and, um, and, I, and I really do see these people, like, all the time, the same ones. I mean, I mean, he yeah. does try to recruit new people. I give him that. He does do his, you know, uh, I'm not going to yeah. get into it. But, um, yeah. yeah, you know, and, I like, I don't want to get involved in this. I don't even want to, like, I can't even believe they can do this every day themselves. Like, I, I know. crap this having to be crappy towards them. You know but what I mean? Like, I've, yeah, but thank God, though. Researched a lot on this, and I've seen it happen around me. Now that I know what it is, um, they have consequences too. They don't think they do, and they're so maxed out on it. They end up being antisocial, delusional. They can't even communicate or function normal in society anymore. And that's why statistics for gang stalking, suicide, or them having death because of what they're doing every day—that's so evil. It's very, very high statistics negative in for doing this. So they do get. There's no free ticket. It's an instant free ticket, but after that, pretty much it's downhill. You know, if I'm doing that, yeah, I have all 
every single day. Yeah. In my area, they bribe them a lot. They're like, okay, you buy that new truck, pal, and we're going to pay all the payments for three to four years, but you just got to hang in and do this stuff for three to four years. And then they buy them new rims. The rims are huge around here. Like, whenever I see somebody with new rims, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like... I mean, you, you, I mean, after a while, after every day, you can say this stuff with clarity. I mean, if I, you know what I mean? Like, this has been 370, 365 days of this, so I know what I'm talking about. It's not like out of my, mm-hmm. out of my ear. But yeah, so I will, you know, and I will put it in the computer. That I will document the cars that I see more all week long that are like repeats. You know, it's just a drag to even be involved yeah. in this. I, I mean, sure. it's such. It's such a crappy. It's 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 unbelievable to me that that there's so many. Um, like I, you yeah. know, in this wealthy community too. It's like, are you kidding me? Really? It's just ridiculous. Yeah. And they've they've known me for three would, years there. You would think it would be different, but me too. Where no. I was from, they get the kids. They perp other kids. If they, if their kids are mad at other kids, they perp. They hit the other people's kids that they're mad at, if their kids are mad at them, you know, you think that you go to the adults that are responsible to have their kids not participate in bullying, but then they're doing it too, and the guy that is this drug dealer guy that's doing it the most is a narcissistic sociopath. I don't know about the the personality of yours, but he is a vicious, evil, uh, one-upmanship, you know, competitive, sadistic, humiliating type of person, to women mostly in general. I got to go with that. Yeah. yeah, that's like the main guy who's been stalking me for four years. I call him the angry bald guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, on what we really need to do is we got to keep focusing. Like your idea of designing different flyers. I have different flyers for different circumstances. Um, I truly believe that we need to design a flyer for uh, going after people that go to church because they love to recruit from church. When I talked to my perps before I got rid of them. There was 90% of them were all church-going people, which was wow. really shows that they do not believe in God like they say. Otherwise, they couldn't get involved in something like this. No, it's completely, it's satanic. It's New World Order. It is probably one of the most evil things I have ever come across in my 54 years of life, ever. And him being the most evil ever. Yeah. They have the public just where they want the public. Within 10 years, robots will be doing everything, and the public will just be mind-controlled. That's their plan, I think. I mean, in in general. I'm sure there's more to it. (laughs) But really, I mean, they've got society right where they want them. Their heads are in the sands. Their heads are in the phones. They believe anything they're told. Greed and power. It's sick. It is sick. You know what the weirdest part is? Uh is it's really hard to get pe- some people just, uh, I know for a fact, they just don't want to know what's going on. And that's really sad because them not knowing what's going on gives them a huge disadvantage. But like one person told me, he said, um, you know what, if you wouldn't have handed me a flyer, he goes, I've heard about this crime many times before. He goes, but if you would not have handed me a flyer, I would not have spent the time to go to the Internet and really research this to find out how in-depth it is and the fact that it's real. And that's why I push the flyers and the signs and and so much. And I actually just put new signs on my rig. And I redid my website to look more professional and uh, to reach more people. 
and I'm going to continue adapting. I figure these guys that are behind the crime, they adapt all the time to what we do. Exactly. So we have to adapt to what they're doing. Bingo. They're always changing up. Yeah. Um, the carrots do it. I got the. I really got got going on the uh, magnet bumper sticker when Karen Stewart said that she has one. I'm going to find out which one she has, and I'm going to get one, too, like that, um, and add to the many that I do have or that I will have, um, that she says she sees people all the time behind her car. The passenger's sitting there, nothing to do. They've got their phones. They look up the website. Great. I don't even have to get out of my car. Um, this is Sue from Florida, and I have to tell you guys something. Um, I was on this group oh, um, uh, messaging, and I was only on a short time. But um, this one guy came up and started talking about these apps for the phone that these guys are using. And I wondered all this time, you know, are they tracking us by GPS? I mean, how are they doing all this? Because you see them parked alongside of the road looking at their phones, you know, or they're standing in front of the store looking in front of their phones and that kind of stuff. Well, there's this one app. It's called V-A-R-P-O. V-A-R-E-P-O. And if you go there, it shows you that they can put your name, your address, your VIN number, the color of your car, the year, make, and model, license number, okay? Once they get this in this program, then they can track you on a map, a group map. This group map designates all these points of interest where you're going, so they track you. From that point, there's called collateral details, so the specifications all about the vehicle, the year, and so forth. Even, I mean, I can't believe they even got your VIN number, but that's part of it. Then objectives. They have all these different streets and everything. <laughs> Evidently, uh, maybe where you frequent. Um, I can't determine that um, specifically because I've never used the software. So I'm just kind of guessing on that part. But when I saw this, I went, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Objective information? I mean, like, um, okay. Um, collateral details, all addresses, pass updates, vehicle located, follow me, navigate, and they can track you wherever you go. So they have they have an app was, that's called Neighborhood Watch Now app, and it's a it's an app that they download on their phone that brings up a picture of a target and basic or whatever crap they're trying to say about you on underneath that picture. And they send that to them before you even get there. They're waiting for you sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get that a lot. Yeah, yeah. So these are the fun. apps that I want to put in the flower, flyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I heard about that one, too. Um, but yeah, I, I've that also was wondered. Me the text. That was me, too, um, typing that into that text line. I'm the guy. <laughs> I'm Ann Sue from Massachusetts. I, I'm on the same text um, call type thing that you were getting, and that's when I put in that info today. What's, that you neighbor, what's the neighborhood watch app again? Oh, it's called, uh, it's called uh, Neighborhood Watch Now app. And it's made by a company that is supported, or one of them at least is called Ice Black Oval. And it's supported. It's a company that encourages the app, and they are supported by the National Sheriff's Association, I believe. 
You say the oh. International Terrorist Association? No, National no. Terrorist Association. Yeah, it's called the Na- National Neighborhood Watch, a division of National Sheriff's Association. Oh. Oh. And the ICE yeah. is ICE Blackout. Yeah. F- yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was NSA, meaning like Derek's NSA, National Security Administration, but it's not. It's Sheriff's Association. So they hide it under certain things, playing both sides. I'm sending them a flyer. <laughs> Good girl. Good for you. Which flyer are you sending them? The one that I'm going to make up for them. Oh. I'll I'll be sending it to you with all the material to send for me. If you, I'll pay you. <laughs> I've been thinking about sending them to my purse. <laughs> I Absolutely. Know That's what I'm doing. Are I'm you? Mine, I'm yeah. taking mine across the street, down the street, behind me on the hill. I'm doing Are that. You, you're mailing that to them? No, I'm going to deliver it in person. Oh. <laughs> my dad. It's not like I'm, you know, not like Good. I'm. Well, they already know. They're on my phone. Terry can, Terry can, when Terry tried to call me today, none of my phones were working. Only, well, one was. Um, but there's some guy across the street with a panel truck. He's been there a few times. And um, they're all over the place. They know it. They know I know. They know I know. They know, you know. So I might as well deliver. What the heck? You know? And, you know, I know for a lot of you guys, you guys talk about, you know, you don't want to talk to everybody about this, but. I can tell you for a fact, educating the people around me has become very beneficial because, like, they realize when there's a lot of phone problems, that's part of what my family realizes. Since I became a targeted person, all these different and mysterious phone problems, they talked to me on the phone, you know, for 50 years and none of this stuff happened, and all of a sudden it's everywhere. That's another one way to prove to people what's going on. So I personally think, you know, especially the people around us that are believing, let them know what's going on so that they can, uh, uh, you know, start recognizing things as they talk to you on the phone or if they're hanging out with you. Um, a person went for a ride with me a couple of times and they said, you know, I drive around all week. And he goes, I have never, ever seen as many police cars, ambulances, and fire trucks as I do with you in one day. I don't see that many in a week or a month. And I said, see? That, yeah, that's going to be on my YouTube every week. I'm going to have every day. I'm going to see, see, I saw three fire engines in a small town today. And then Tuesday yeah. it happened. Wednesday it happened. And Thursday and Friday it happened. And you know what? People, what people don't realize, it's the documentation of the numbers. A non-TI told me one time, it says, do you realize that I go out in a day and I maybe see an ambulance once a week or twice a week at the most? I'll see a fire truck maybe only once a week. And he goes, here they are constantly. He goes, there's definitely something going on around here. These are other ways that we can document this. And I hope every one of you guys out there are keeping journals and putting the date. And if you can remember the times of it, and if you take pictures, um, put down in the journal what the picture number is or if you give the picture a name. Add all that to your, this is all documentation, putting it together. And someday when we get further along in this fight, we can start presenting this to leaders in our government and our communities, and it will help prove to them. Because I can tell you 100% of psychiatrists said, 
that it is definitely not mental illness or schizophrenia that because people who are schizophrenic and have mental illness, they don't get together, they don't make flyers, they don't do activism, they don't have calls, they don't organize, they don't build websites. I mean, when's the last time anybody's seen a bunch of schizophrenic patients get together and hand out flyers, <laughs> I'm a schizophrenic, or, yeah, we're going to have a talk to you call about schizophrenia because we're all, they just don't have the capacity and stuff to do this, so... That debunks anybody saying that we're crazy. And it's such a great idea. They can't organize. It's the the inability to organize. They can't think in a straight line. So you're right. I just wanted to add that. Yeah, and something else I want to encourage you guys, if there's any documents out there you find, freedom of information or something, please get them to me. And I'm going to be sharing documents in all my newsletters from now on. I urge everybody to please print them out. Make a physical copy or put a copy in a cloud or get a USB and keep these documents on you and put them away for a rainy day. We should all have these. All the documents out there we should be sharing. All the TIs should be aware of it. The hard copy stuff that we can prove. Like that document that I shared recently on the bioeffects of non-lethal weapons. Everybody, I think all of you guys should read that document and have some great information on it. I'm not sure, but I think Linda said she might go over that document again on her next call. Yeah, next Friday. Yeah, next Friday. I need to go over it in detail because that's what I had wanted to do, but it didn't happen, and I think it's so valuable. It's going to go over each each, um, paragraph or each point in detail to show that our our symptoms are, are clearly the result of frequencies. We know that. There are frequencies that cause this damage, cause this problem. And we should know that so that we can talk about it with a scientific reference. You know, that's really important to me. That way we'll be able to get help from the outside world. We're not going to get help from the outside world if we tell them that people are walking through the walls into our home. It's not going to happen. You know? And you know that that letter, um, guys, that Terry has on his newsletter this week? from um, Republican Jim Guest um, stating about um, targeting and that. Uh, that's a really a, an important letter, I think, to have on hand to pass out. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to put that on a – some people made a request, Sue's one of them, for me to put that on a PDF so that you guys can download it as a file or uh, print it out. I'm going to try to get that done this week. And uh, also – um, keeping the documentation yourself is really important, but that document that Linda's going to go over, if you guys read through that, it confirms all, a lot of the different things that all these TIs are talking about, and it also confirms that these five directed energy weapons that people have been complaining about since the last, uh, since what, the early 70s, I guess, whole five people complain about from uh you know, different points and perspectives, that it confirms that these things exist because these, the government's not going to, the army's not going to talk and write documents about these things if they don't exist. So that's mm-hmm. another piece of evidence. Mm, exactly. And I wanted to share to you something a lawyer said to me. He said that if he could go to court, he said he could not get a defendant if he had to prove a, to a defendant certain people were behind this crime at this point because that's going to take a lot of work on our part. But what he said is if he had a court case where he had to go to court with the information that's out there today, 
he could prove to a judge in a court of law that there's absolutely 100% of crime going on just with the information that we have out here today. So that's very important, guys. Okay. Oh, sorry, it wasn't on mute. Um, but what? But what? They always say national security. They always say it's. Co- it's. You know what I mean? That's. That's what I feel like is my block when I, I get to the end of the road. I'm like, okay, that's what they say. You know, that's why it doesn't go through the courts because they keep telling them that it's. What do they say? It's like uh, national. They say something. It's a matter of national security. Yeah, it's there's another phrase. Yeah, there's another phrase too. I forget what it is. Let me show something that Guest Eleven said. It sounds like you just noticed fire trucks and ambulances more now. Most people don't pay attention to those things. Well, if you listen to my statement, it was a person that was not a targeted individual that said that they noticed when they were around me when they were trying their little campaign. It was their statement that said that they see more of that when they're around me than anything. And interesting enough, members at my church have said they've noticed them playing stupid little games across from the church trying to intimidate me. So it's not us, the TIs, noticing this stuff. There's other people in the community that notice these things. So if you, if you want to think that they're just noticing it more, they do sensitize TIs to different things. But the truth is, this stuff really does happen. And just 11 people need to open their eyes to it because if you're not really a believer in what's going on, but I bet your tax dollars are going for them to drive around and torment people. And you might want to go, wow, why are we giving all that money for that? Mm-hmm. You know, you could look at it from a different point of perspective. You know, that makes me realize that that's a good angle, maybe because they're so into the money part, they're so into the greed part and the stature part. Maybe I've got to, like, formulate something in that area. I'm going to start thinking about that. And what's helped me think uh, clearer lately is actually journaling. Like, I was doing what Terry was saying, not as, I mean, I like the idea of writing down the car when I saw it, the ambulance when I saw it, what day. But I've also been just doing it like every day, saying what happened. But And I make myself do it, sometimes even skip day, because you have to make yourself. I find I have to make myself. But it's making me feel so much clearer. I feel like I can think clearer. I'm, I'm like, getting information that it feels like from me and not from them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, journal. Yeah, you know? journal. I mean, and also, I can tell you when I sat down and talked to a counselor and psychiatrist, they also said that people that are mentally ill do not document and journal things. Right. And some, that now there are some illnesses like depression, high anxiety. They tell people to journal to help keep it out. But those people aren't talking about directed energy weapons and stuff, the people that they say schizophrenic. So journaling is really another way to prove your case on what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's accepted as evidence in court. Hi, everyone. Even the IRS, Melissa. Hi, even the IRS, even the IRS accepts uh, journaling as a legitimate deduction. As long as you keep track of it and journal it, it will take that as a legitimate deduction. It's it's real. This stuff is, you know. That's true. So, I would yeah, say I think the taxpayer the taxpayer thing is the way to go. Because when taxpayers realize there's still crime, there's still sex trafficking in every city, there's still drug dealing, there's still murders, they're going to want to know 
where are our tax dollars going? My state's in trouble right now. We're almost bankrupt. And while I was gone, Oklahoma City Police Department shot and killed, four of them shot and killed a deaf man. He had a stick, and witnesses were saying, he's deaf, he can't hear you, and they shot him. You know, every single police officer, at the very least, has a stun gun. Yeah. You know, those are our tax dollars hard at work, and somebody needs to be accountable because I get the fire truck and the police harassment, too. It's ridiculous, and I think, you know, there's real crime going on here. Why isn't it being cleaned up? If it's national security, then why are we less secure than we were before 9-11? There's more crime, more murder, more sex trafficking. We're not more secure. These people need to be held accountable for the salaries they're collecting. It's ridiculous. Yeah, the money is a good avenue to go at it because think about the way our, our budgets and stuff are set up here in the U.S. If you And that's one of the reasons why this crime is led going because it's multi-billion dollars, multi, you know, who knows how big it really is and as much money. But think about it. When they give a budget out for a certain project, if they don't spend that money, they get less money and they know that. So they have to keep spending that money and finding different ideas and ways to spend that money in order to keep getting their budget. And, you know, money to me is really is the root of all evil or the love of money because – the fact is, these crimes and things like this wouldn't be going on unless somebody was profiting from it. It just would not happen. That's true. You know, something occurred to me today, though, that brought me, I'm a little bit embarrassed to admit, but not altogether. <laughs> it brought me, it made me happy. I thought, you know what? Anybody doing this to another human being can never truly be happy. They can never know true love of one another they can never know it and that made me happy and i'm sorry it did i repented but then i still felt happy <laughs> it made me happy to know they'll never have true happiness yeah because you, yeah. you couldn't be truly happy and do this to another human being yeah and they claim that there are no consequences to what they do and there are and it happens to them doing this so i yeah. agree with you yeah well, that made me absolutely happy. So, I don't know. I wish I saw that part of it when they when they when it goes bad. <laughs> I don't see that part. Well, you know what? None of they all have to live a secret life. They all have to live a double life. They can't announce in their Christmas newsletter to friends and family what shitty people they are behind the scenes and how they're slowly murdering another human being. They have to keep that a secret. That causes stress in their bodies. And they know they're living a lie. Even if nobody else ever finds out, they know. And so then they look at all those around them and they think, does this person truly love me? Because they don't really know me. They don't know this other part, this other thing I do. So that puts in question every single one of their relationships. And, and you know, they know that the other person doesn't know them. And I want to add to that by that's one of the reasons why I can't, part of the reason too I came up with the campaign I do because these perps go around they often take their children with them they have their family members that don't know what they're doing so I believe the reason why all my stalkers left and they don't stalk me anymore and if they do it's probably you know somebody that works for a security company or occasionally they'll send a police officer out to try to intimidate me and they all have that weird narcissistic smile that they can't get off their face but by putting the signs on it they no longer can go out and do this activity because 
there there people riding with them are going, well, you keep seeing this car over and over with these signs because it makes my rig noticeable. I wear my T-shirts every time I go up, makes it noticeable. But, you know, if you guys are brave enough out there to do, to go at it the way I do it, and I'm just saying brave because a lot of, I'm really not brave. But uh, if you go out and do this, people all the time, just the other day, I had a UPS truck stop me to ask me for flyers. <laughs> I mean, he literally pulled me over in traffic and came around to get flyers. And the only time I've ever experienced anybody stopping me in traffic like that and so de- so desperate to get a hold of my information is because either they were a victim or a member of their family was a victim of this crime and they wanted to learn more. And just think about have- all the TIs that we're going to find as we go out and talk to the public. And handing a flyer, like I said earlier, I just want to repeat this, Many people have said that they really would not have took a look at this if they were not handed a flyer so they could take it home and remember what they were said and stuff. So I think that's very important, guys, for our activism. I think you're right. I think you're right. I carry around the um, ACLU flyers now, the one, the one with the disorientation device, the acoustic weapon, and the electromagnetic weapon. I carry around those three flyers with me now. Because that's could you huge send those credibility. Pardon me? Could you, could you, Melissa, hi, this is Ann from Massachusetts. Could hi. you send those to Terry so I could get a copy? Um, Sure, but Terry, they're on the ACLU website. Oh, I'll just go there. If you just yeah. look up ACLU disorientation device, um, it'll bring that PDF flyer up, and then underneath it, there are more flyers, and that's where I found the other ones. It was a link, link to one of, I forget which one I found first. Those are amazing because they're pictorial, they're very clear, concise, easy to understand, and they're from the ACLU. Did you, Did you say, say it was under? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No. Yeah, if you want to go ahead and, and uh, Send the link; it'll save me searching. But uh, yeah, that's Absolutely. important. I, I want to get I want to get that up there. Absolutely, I'll send it to you right now. Give me your email address, Terry. It's stop gang stalking crimes at gmail. Stop gang crimes at gmail. Okay. Yeah. You got it. You oh, got Anne, it. Where did, where did you get these again? ACLU what? From ACLU. dot org. The website, ACLU, American Civil Liberties Union. And, and where do you go from there to get what you're handing out? I just, um, I actually just one day Googled electromagnetic devices and acoustic devices together. Okay. And the first thing that popped up was the ACLU. And I went, what? So I clicked on it, and there were these flyers. And I oh. was stunned. Wow. Let me see on the bottom of the flyer. It might have the web link to it. I have them right here. <laughs> I'm carrying with them, carrying them with me across country. <laughs> Everywhere ACLU, I go. The ACLU is big where I live, so I think this is a great idea. You know, at the bottom of it, it says, "For more information, see Physicians for Human Rights and I N C L O Lethal in Disguise." The Health Consequences of Crowd Control Weapons, 
March 2016. I didn't notice that before. That's interesting. I'm going to read that again. You want to drop this down? At the bottom of these flyers, it says, for more information, see Physicians for Human Rights and I-N-C-L-O. I as in Igloo, N as in Nancy, C as in Cat, L as in Larry, O as in Orange. Lethal in Disguise, The Health Consequences of Crowd Control Weapons, March 2016. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there's no website for the ACLU on this one, so it's just, I mean... I, I found them again by Googling ACLU acoustic weapons, ACLU disorientation device. They're pretty amazing. Terry, I'm going to email, I'm going to hang up right now real quick and email those to you. Okay. So, I'll be back. So does anybody else have some good ideas for us to work on? I I think organizing is very huge for us to do. Um, Like I've said on many many of the talk shows and stuff, getting our leaders to get organized and and getting the TI community. I can tell you that the biggest thing that these perps are afraid of is us getting organized because we can fight back. You know, they don't go after the mafia and other organized criminals because they are organized and they do have the ability to fight back and probably to obtain a lot of these weaponry. So they stay away from Because you got to think about it. Why don't they use this technology to shut down the mob? They very well could. I guess the only thing I could think of is that because they're so, um, they are so organized and, and they have a lot of uh, people that can fight back against them that they probably fear that they may be overcome. You know? They might have a, a problem of not being so, so sure about themselves. Yeah, well, there's got to be a reason why they don't go after. Because you, all of you guys have probably watched shows about serial killers and stuff. They very well could shut down a serial killer and get him locked up or terminate him and get rid of him. But you don't. You never hear none of those guys talk about this program. You never hear any of them talking about anything weird. So that's another evidence to me, in my opinion, that they don't use this to go after criminals or anything. They're, that's another thing that proved to me that this was experimentation on humanity. Um, I have something to talk to say about that. Um, can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so the mafia, um, the, the mafia, if they're going to be um, um, retaliatory, and uh, somebody say uh, rats on them, someone in the mob rats on them, stabs them in the back, and they want to get back at them, um, even in prison. Like the, I, I know of a, a case even in prison. 
that, you know, they end up in prison and all of them end up in prison eventually and they all know each other and some of them ratted on each other, you know, and all that. And so they, they have connections in prison uh, to uh, even kill somebody in prison. And so um, uh, one of these big mob head bosses were saying, well, see that guy in a couple of cells down? I'm going to put a camera in his cell and, and audio. And this is going back like 25, 30 years ago. So then they were using uh, to get back at somebody, to get even with someone, they were using uh, your old school cameras and audio. And so that's what they used to do. So that indicates to me that's what they used to do to get even with somebody. The worst thing that, that someone can do to someone is take their privacy away. And they know that. And that's what they were using. Instead of killing them in prison, even worse than killing them was to demean them and humiliate them and intimidate them by taking away their privacy and watching them. So it's used within the same, you know, illegal criminal uh, um, uh, circles. It's used to uh, weapons today. Uh, direct energy weapons today are probably used to, to retaliate against somebody. It's not used, say, uh, for one mob to kill each other off, but it's used like maybe maybe a single person against another person or something like that. It's not used against serial killers because... Uh, I mean, I don't know. Do you, I mean, who really, he, who even knows if it's used against serial killers? There's no, there's no way for us to know if uh, they use this on serial killers or not. How do we know? It's not going to be in the newspaper, in the media. It's not going to be in media, in mainstream media, corporate media. So there's no way for us to really know. Uh, Terry, if it's going to be, you know, if, the, if whether or not they use these against, who they use it against, whether or not they use it, we don't really know this. We could just speculate, well, see, like we do on a lot of things. We speculate a lot of things. Just same thing. Well, see, my point is is that if this technology, the people that are being used on it, they would speak out about it. Those type of people and criminals are very voiceless, boisterous about what goes on. So we would have heard them speaking out about it or, you know, when they're being interviewed, they would mention something like that about it. But you just don't. So it is speculation, yeah. but I'd be willing to bet it's accurate. And something else I'd like to point out to you guys is keep recorders on you. If you go up to hand a flyer out to a police officer or something, um, keep your recorder on you. Because remember, it was an aggression police officer that came and told me that I was a target individual and people were trying to tear my life apart. It was a Portland police officer that sat down with me and told me that he uh, realized that there are other police officers involved in this crime and he believes that they should all be in jail. It was a Gresham police officer that I walked up when I was on the phone and talked to him, and he said there's no laws against stalking, and I reminded him that every state had laws and there was federal laws, and I told him if I ever play it, put the recording available, it, I tell him about frequencies and the people have been scanned and they have physical proof that these things are being used on him and, and whatnot. Also, the fire marshal I talked to, where went up and he told me there was a city ordinance where you couldn't hand out flyers or documentations to anybody that worked for the city. And I believe Linda was on uh, the call after I talked to that fire marshal and she got to listen. And I went and talked to uh, the police department. They said, absolutely not. There's no such law. He lied to you. Went to the mayor's office and asked them. They said, absolutely not. There's no such law. They lied to you. Yep. 
So my point is, record, guys. You never know what type of evidence you can get. I agree. Are any of you guys going to go to the conference in uh, Boston, Massachusetts? I'm the only one because I live here. <laughs> well, I was, I, I'm hoping that we'll get that they'll fill it and get it full. Yeah. Well, they're going to videotape everything, so everyone's going to see it. They're going to put it up on YouTube. Well, I, I really I wish they'd do it live. That. Yeah, I hope they don't scan the crowd and put us up on YouTube. I didn't think of that. I guess they'll just concentrate on the stage. Is, is it going to be live, or is it going to be recorded and we have to wait? I wonder. I don't know about what? that. I suggested to Allison to do it live and put it on Twit, Twitter or, not, or Twitch or something and broadcast it live. That way all the TIs that can't get there will be able to view it live as it's happening, and that will give a better thrill for it because a person's more apt to sit and watch something live than they are to sit down for, you know, a six-hour thing and, and watch it all the way through in their home later. Yeah, that that long of sitting um, without really being engaged, um, you could go, you won't finish it, you know. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's why I think it's important that they fix something and broadcast it live because you know people have watched events for two or three days in a row, going through and watching the whole thing broadcast live, but statistics show that they won't go back and watch the same thing through a video. There might be long breaks in between presenters, maybe, just to sort of have the whole day filled, perhaps. not. Some people had to drop out, but I know there's still some com- some presenters. <clears throat> Are you presenting, Terry? Um, I guess I'm going to make... I, ca- I can't get the funds to get back there, so I guess what I'm going to do is... I guess me and Ella are going to try to make a video together and send it and uh, do some different things on a video and have it put together and and then send it back there. That'd be good. But I really tried to work to try to get somebody off the West Coast to go. I mean, I bugged everybody. And it's just, it's the matter of money, you know. A lot of TIs just don't have enough money to do it. And me being on SSI... But I, I have talked to some people about maybe doing something on the West Coast. I, I think we should do one on each coast each year myself. That sounds great. Couldn't and I think we... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Couldn't they bring you in, like, video conferencing kind of deal? Or... Well, they could, but... I... If they're going to do that, it would go back to 
they might as well just broadcast it live. Oh, yeah, right. But that would be uh, live video conferencing. You'd be live right there. Yeah. I think it's going to be a great a great ordeal to get to go uh, together. So, and there's so much work we got to do. Just like my, this show here, as you guys, as I get more organized, I'm going to try to make it more professional. You know, get a nice uh, presentation to start out with. I, w- I want to turn it into a good activism call where we constantly share ideas and work on things and support each other to go forward. Because I really believe that our organization and doing things is what's going to overcome this crime and to get it out. And we got to do the groundwork. You all heard me speak about that over and over. But I really do believe the research and the time that I've spent proves that this is what we need to do. I'm not saying not to get involved in anything else because we definitely need these databases built and all this other stuff. But I just, I personally think, and I've been told by people of authority in order for them to come forward and help us we have to bring up public awareness so that (coughs) excuse me so they don't have to worry about becoming big targets themselves You know, we really need more people from every state, you know. If we know which states that we don't have anyone passing out flyers, I think we ought to start asking people, okay, who's from Tennessee? Is there anybody on the call from Tennessee? Or who's from North Carolina, <laughs> you know? Is there anybody else in North Carolina be willing to hand out flyers? we got to get somebody from every state so that we can have yeah. more people. We do. We definitely I'd do. Be there, yeah. I'd be willing to donate to that. That's a great idea because they have us in a, they, you know, they're so good at what they do. They have us in a place where we don't have any money. Yep. And that's like if we ever had any money, God help them. Well, that's the whole thing. That's one of the reasons why they keep us poor, you know, is, is because we don't have money. But I guarantee you, if we get organized, that's the one thing they're afraid of. You notice that the yeah. more organized they get, the more people talk about getting targeted. And that's because they got to shut that down. And I've been telling people, in every war in history, when the other team really get organized and they start making movement, the enemy has always tried to put up a big front, even though they know they're losing ground, just to try to stop it. And it never works. And that's why we got to constantly keep going forward. And we got to mainstream the way that we talk about things. That is really, really important. Because... When people talk about things way out in left field, that makes us look bad. And I was trying to point out to one of the leaders in the community the other day, all these calls are now advertised. I mean, you can find these calls literally on, you know, dozens of different websites now. So the public can come in, and especially means I'm reaching out to the public, the public can come in and listen to any number of these calls. So we got to get organized on how we're going to approach and be thinking about what we're doing all the time. Because we really are our own worst enemy in many ways when it comes to informing the public and overcoming the the crime. Well, I think we're having help in that area, though, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Oh, I, yeah, I think, we definitely are. You know, I get that, like, 
frozen stuff, like uh, like I'll be in my house and it'll be like, wow, it's four o'clock in the afternoon already. <laughs> I had so much planned. Do you know what I mean? That brain fog and you just yeah. kind of move past it. So we we have help. Anyways, um, I emailed you those links and I inserted an image of them in the email. So you should be able to look at those. Thanks, Melissa. Oh, hey, you're welcome. No, I'm... Let's, I, I feel like they're falling apart. I feel like this whole thing is falling apart and they're just getting more and more desperate. I really do. I feel that. And, and I've seen it. I've seen a reduction in my physical gang stalking. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm going to put these on my website. Aren't those amazing? I, I couldn't believe those weren't on there a while back because I've gone through the ACL website. Directed energy devices. Who actually made these flyers? No matter how much you think everybody likes them. Hey, Melissa, um, you were yeah. the one that just recently um, sent me an email, right? Did I? No. Well, no. Are you from Lee County? Maybe you're not the right Melissa. Somebody else is Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my email's been acting funny, so if I sent, if it's from my email address, which is Octavate Biotech, that is not me. I didn't oh. send it. I okay. just got back and I've sent I've sent Neil, Ella, just now Terry and some well, job okay. interviews. I, I, that's I, it. I heard from a Melissa and I thought maybe it was you, excuse me. I thought Well what did I what did <laughs> Melissa say? <laughs> well she heard me on one of the calls and said that um because I was speaking about being in the in, trying to be normal live a normal life, try to keep your normalcy so that you're not always thinking about this constant um, torture that we're living in. And so she came back and she said how much it helped her. And so when you said your name was Melissa, I said, oh, what if that's her? Oh, no, it's not me. But you know what? I think we all need a refresher course on that. Like, I know that it's sometimes very difficult. They try to keep our attention and they act like little babies when we ignore them. So, you know, that's a function of behavior, though. You know, I used to do behavioral analysis with um, children on the autism spectrum. So one of the first things you do is you look at when someone's acting out, what's the function of the behavior? So there's only really four functions of behavior. They think power may be a fifth. So it's either for um, escape, attention, something tangible, or something sensory and there's a debate over power. So when I look, when I start ignoring them and they start trying to get my attention even harder and I ignore them even more, then yeah. I know that the function of that behavior is attention. So right. if I withhold attention, that behavior eventually will decrease. There will be an extinction burst where, where you'll see a lot of that behavior, like a, la- like a last gasp, you know, for attention, and then it'll die off. How, how, how do you how do you ignore them if you're not getting B two K? I am not getting B two K, but I'm getting significant. And today has been 
today has been probably one of the worst days mm-hmm. in months. I'm getting constant stabbing in my right ear today. Constant. So, so to where it hurts. So when you say ignore them, um, how do you how do you ignore it when when you're getting stabbed in your in, in your ear in the outside of the You eye? know, I I didn't say I was great at it. <laughs> I'm not too good at it. You mean don't I mean, be emotional? You, in other words, numb your pain, don't ignore your pain? Is that what you're talking about, Melissa? Well, like, yeah, yeah, I mean, like that, I don't, you know, I try to keep doing whatever it is I was doing, um, mm-hmm. keep, stay happy, sing a song. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I use things yeah. to, like, mock them. Like one day, um, one day, one of the NSA jackasses rode past me on his bicycle right when I was in tears and had just been dismissed from a church that, I mean, was it was so ludicrous. And so I walked home, and I was in tears, and he rode past me on his bike playing as loud as he could. So you had a bad day, had a bad day, and the camera don't lie. And I was like, you know what? That, that made me so mad. I went straight home, and I just, I thought, I'm not having a bad day. No, I'm not. This is a good thing. Thank God. And, you know, it turned out... It wasn't a bad day at all because that associate pastor turns out to be a convicted pedophile. So, yeah, yeah, I had a good day. <laughs> so I'll sing that, you know. I'll just mock them or, you know, cook, eat, dance. I don't know. Just try to be happy. Yeah, well, you know, it's odd. You would think that these people behind... uh these crimes have realized there's so much evidence about pedophilia and different things in the government and the fact that they use drugs and the CIA running drugs and the FBI use and all these covert operations. You would think that some of these people would get a clue that, that, that are behind this crime, that they're actually destroying society. Right. And that's something that really blows my mind away because they don't seem to be concerned about the future of their family and they got to know this is going towards that. Well, that's right. Um, Terry, I also want to mention to you, there's a, I was looking up videos on how this technology is was intended for good as far as healing, and I ran across something interesting. Facebook is developing a technology where you type with your mind. You type with your mind. Oh, like you just well, think, and it types up to a hundred words a minute. I said so, you know, that article, it's, Perry. It's yeah, it's like the technology Stephen Hawking uses. But this is, you know, once it's on Facebook and becomes mainstream, then we can point to that and say, see, that technology has been used against us for years. They didn't just, you know, suddenly one day spring up with this technology. They've been working on this for quite a while. Yeah. By the way, no. just so you guys know, I am uh, doing a, lo- a lot of work and uh, to redesign my website. And in a week or so, I'd be interested to see what you guys think about the changes that I'm making. And it'll, it'll be slow to get through it and get it all done. But uh, I'm trying to make it look more professional because it was brought to my attention that if what? my site and stuff looked more professional it would help when the community goes to uh, the website. 
And I think we should all take this approach, too, to be very professional about what we do. When you pass out flyers, try to dress nice and look nice. Um, and something else that was brought to my attention, too, about doing activism, and I'm trying to get some groups together here in Portland. If you guys got other TIs you can work with, um, one thing that was brought together, a business owner, I talked about leaving some flyers in his business. We're still trying to work on a, an okay thing on it. He's kind of poor, kind of not. But is to get, as he said, the presentation done in a group would have much more impact than it does a single person walking around to show the numbers. And I truly believe this is all about numbers. That's why I think we should get involved. And I hope everybody's took the survey because we need to show our numbers. We need to show how big this crime is. I don't know if most of you know, I did the math from what uh, TIs I found that report things, and I came up with 1.2 million victims here in the U.S., and it could be as high as 2 million. 1.2, I believe, is very low. But So there's a lot of stuff that we just got to get everybody involved and working. It makes well, me think, you know, where I, are they? Well, they're all over. I mean, there's, there's, there's targeted individual groups that have 6,000 members, 6,000 people claiming to be targeted individuals, but we need to get to them and get them on the calls and get them active and get them to the marches and stuff. I mean, there's an activism group here in Portland. They said that if we get enough awareness up, they would actually, some of them would come and march with us if we want to have a march downtown. But we, that's why it's so important to do the ground-level activism because once we get the population knowing what's going on, that's when we're going to see police that will help fight us. That's when we're going to see, you know, like uh, Gus, who came forward and tried to fight for us, he would have went much further in his fight if public awareness were up, you know? And there's been many, many other people. And something else I just want to throw out there, guys, if you guys build a really good case about this and you win it in court, please consider about not say? taking a gag order. Well, there's been many uh, cases, one, where they there, took it. Try to download it and it didn't cancel. And then so the computer was stuck. Start all over again. As I was saying, there's been cases, many cases, one that have taken gag orders and shut down. So, and that doesn't help our case. That just helps conceal it. Computer, boot back up so I can put the disc back in. You're right, um, Terry. What you were saying before about activism and getting a group presentation. I've thought about that before. You know, the library will give you room for free. You just sign up for a time, and then you can post your flyers. You can hand out flyers and say, you know, group presentation. I think a lot of people don't understand that they're targeted. They really yeah. don't. There's a guy I'm working with. Uh, we're going to try to find a way if, that maybe I can approach some of these uh, setups like neighborhood places and stuff where you pay to set up a table to see if we can get some lower fees because, uh, I have a guy that says he will help me make a banner to put up behind a, for very cheap to put up with my uh, website lo logo on it that I just built. And so I can set up a table and sit there. And I'm going to go out and try this sitting for eight hours a day at a table, maybe even go to Saturday market and stuff. I don't have the money to pay for a table to sell anything. But the idea behind it is maybe they would give us a free table means we're not actually profiting from what we're doing. And I'm going, to try, I'm going to try to get something set up like that so that we can go out and try. Also, colleges actually have a, a period, some of them, where you, they'll let you have a little table 
for a few days during a certain part of the year where you can pass out information and stuff. I got to do more research about that. But I think that's another avenue for us to, we definitely need to teach the young people. And also I have made CDs and I'm trying to get it set up on the website. There'll be 80 minutes. Of, I'll put up the full interviews, but I'll make a lesser ones that are only 80 minutes. So you guys can burn CDs and hand them out. That's been going very well for me, handing those out. Um, you know, another idea is approaching law school and doing some type of presentation with the approach of, is this a crime? And kind of laying out what's happening, the Patriot Act, and then maybe some constitutional law, and let those law students think about this and think, you know, hey, if this is happening, is this a crime and how am I going to approach this in my practice? I mean, it would be a good, that would be a really good way to get, you know, some lawyers to really take a look at this because they have professors and it would spark some very interesting conversation in classes, I would think. I'm writing that down. That's a good idea. That is a good idea because they're not lawyers. Since they're not lawyers yet, they wouldn't be worried about about not fitting in with the larger group that they've already established themselves. Right. You know? Yeah. But they that's a great have idea. Capacity to be. Oh no, that's important, Terry. That really is because that's part of. What it really is important because what uh, she was saying, I was thinking about you could go to a, a law college and because they're always they always examine tough cases and stuff. So it would be a good idea. Especially we can find somebody that had had some law background or more of an authority to present them with a package and say, hey, could your class win this in group? They might take it on as a project to play with. Right, and they do. They take on projects like this. So, I mean, that might be an excellent idea. That would definitely increase awareness right where we need it increased, too. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I think that's an excellent idea. Well, thank you. See, I love this. That's what happens when we get together and we're creative and smart and we all have great ideas. I mean, I'm so proud of you and I'm just, I'm just, I'm amazed by you, Terry. You're just, wow. You're like the Energizer Bunny. You keep going. That's incredible. Thank you. Well, that's what... That's one of the reasons why I wanted to have an activism call where we work and share our ideas and get moving forward because there, I'm trying to find this article that I read months ago, and it was written by a psychiatrist, and he states in, his, in the article that he wrote that this crime is very real. He realizes people aren't mentally ill, but he says what we're lacking is organizing, working together in groups, discussing how to win, and getting out there and doing the groundwork the ground floor uh, of passing out flyers and getting the public to know, because he he thinks much like I do. This isn't going to happen by a big any big court case or anything until we get so many of the population, which I think it's going to have to be about thirty percent is what I estimate to know, and then we're going to get the backing that we are, we deserve from authorities and people higher up in the government to come forward and approach this. Right. I did, yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, and you, you know, I always think when you said, you know, be brave and go out on the street and hand out flyers, I always think, you know, we are the brave ones. 
It's the cowards sitting behind secretly pulsing us or zapping us. They're the cowards. You know, we're the brave ones because we've withstood the torture. So, I mean, hey, it doesn't take that much more bravery to go hand out a flyer, right? I don't know if this shit is going to work now. I should have never left it at home. You know, um, I want to bring up just one one point. Um, And that being, there's a lot of TIs still that are out there that won't come forward because they're frightened, they're scared, they're being bullied so badly that they don't want to move. Um, I think we need to reach out and and try and and get these people Mm -hmm. because to hit on that buddy list, they think, oh, my God, my name's going to be exposed. But they don't realize these um, perpetrators know everything about them. They, they right. hold, on, hold on one right. second. Mar- uh, Marilyn, did you have something to say? If not, could you uh, maybe star six and mute yourself, please? Uh, All right, go ahead, guys. I, I went ahead and muted Marilyn. They can start it if they want to talk again. Um, so Gold 11, I just want to say something real quick. They're, they're saying that Robert Duncan in his video said there's 2,000 TIs or less in America, and the survey will show the numbers. Well, the survey will show numbers, and uh, I can all, And here in Portland, there's 78 TIs alone signed up for the Portland group. So if you guys times that by the cities alone, that shows that there's more than and 2,000, because I, I believe Portland probably got a very low number of TIs that came forward. But well, uh, Brian, can... well, I was just going to say, Brian Cochran, when he came forward, he said that their talk around the office and whatnot was between 1 and 2 million in the U.S., which yeah. coincides with the figures that I got. But it's definitely more than 2,000. It, this is much, much too big of a problem that it's only 2,000 TIs. I mean... You have, no. you have more than 2,000 TIs that have come forward in statements. There's actually more than 2,000 videos from different people on YouTube alone that talks about this. So that, that proves that 2,000 is wrong. Well, and if you look, I, I saw in, on The Guardian or The Intercepts, one of those, um, it showed figures of Americans, Americans on the terrorist watch list that 80% of Americans on the terrorist watch list have no terrorist background, no criminal background, no terrorist associations, and 80% of them are on the terrorist watch list, and those figures were upwards of 1 million people on the terrorist watch list. 800,000 innocent Americans on a terrorist watch list. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's a moneymaker right there. That has nothing to do with terrorism. That has to do with these jackasses keeping their job and bilking the American public of their tax dollars so they can keep this going. It's a war on our nation. Yeah, well, you know, Guest 23 thinks that it'll be less than 1,000, and he posted that Robert Duncan said it's less than 2,000. But if you go, this is just by the Department of Justice. They report more than 2,000 people being stalked by more than one person on their surveys. So, Right. I, maybe he meant just where he is, because that's way too low. Although I have yet to find another person here in Oklahoma City, although I did read about after the bombing, the Oklahoma City Memorial bombing, I did read that one of the men, one of the police officers, in fact, he committed suicide after the bombing, and then his family was 
brutally gang-stalked, and he was gang-stalked prior to that, before committing suicide by his fellow officers because he had information that that count it was a contradicted yeah it contradicted the official story so and then his family like they left balloons in this family's house okay a police officer's family who went through the bombing has now committed suicide and they gang stalked his family and left balloons in their house saying you're gonna die we're gonna kill you there were multiple break-ins. I think they actually had to move out of Oklahoma City. It was so bad. And that was like 1995. That was 22 years ago. I mean, gang stalking is like a way of life here for some of these people. But I have yet to run into another targeted person. I have actually came across, since I've started doing my acting. Does that bother you? No, okay. Um. Since I've started passing out my flyers, I don't know if you guys realize I'm a little over 6,000 flyers. I have met, to date, 17 new targeted individuals. Wow. I mean, what one is, lady what in advice, a store... What advice what, do you give them? I told them to get involved in the community and help us fight to end their suffering. And um, But some of them are scared. Like one lady, her husband says that uh, he, she can't get involved, and it's all in her head and everything. But she literally, when I met her, uh, I talked to her a few times, gave her some information. I went walking out of the store one day, and I heard her crying, and she told me she was thanking me for bringing it forward and all that's doing and stuff. There's a lot of people, a lot of them that I met don't want, are so scared to come forward. That's one of the reasons why we're not getting the people that we need to do to come forward. And if we reach out to them and get them involved in the McCutting, show them support, teach them tactics to deal with these things, then they're going to be able to join the fight. But we definitely, I mean, I just read a thing the other day, or actually yesterday um, I read it. It talks about one thing that we all do is we kind of close down from this targeting. We drink less and stuff. And it, it reconfirmed what I tell people, drink a gallon of water a day because the way your body flushes out toxins is by getting rid of it, you know, sweating, get, you know, perspirating, going out, you know, flushing through your system. And the more water you drink, and a gallon is a very reasonable target for a day, you will feel better. I feel better when I drink a gallon of water a day because you get to flush that stuff through your system. If you don't have enough water and you dehydrate your body and you let it get to that point, what does your body do? It goes into a mode where it conserves and starts retaining water and adding it to fat cells. That means you're not flushing out these toxins. And I heard the weapons um, dehydrate you. Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah. All of them. The radiation. Yeah. I, should... I mean, put a, piece, put a piece of chicken in the microwave for too long. See what happens. It dehydrates it. Yeah, but you guys, even the sonic weapons, if you read some of the stuff that I've been reading, it talks about when they hit you with the sound weapons, the sonic weapons even that aren't mi really microwave, what it does is it vibrates cells. And what happens when something's moving? It heats up. It causes friction. Right. Well, that's right. You know, so that, that dehydrates you. Well, guess oh, so 23, that's what I 
I, I, I suspected that's what they were doing to my ears. So they're using sonic sound on me because I do get the pulsing. I get the stabbing pain sometimes, but mostly it's just, you know, pressure. Well, let, me, let, me, let me bring up my flyer real quick here. I want to share something with you guys. Go ahead and talk. I just, it'll take a second oh, to get it up here. Say, so I, I figured they were vibrating the cilia, the fine hairs in my ears. I figured that's what they were doing, but I can't yeah, figure that's out part of it. where it's coming from. I cannot oh. figure out where it's coming from. And by the way, Flight Radar 24 has stopped my flyovers. No more helicopters, oh. no more planes. You, is that what uh, um, Sean was talking about? Uh, it it could very well be. They have if it's that website stopped. where you can track the air traffic yep. over you, yep. could you send me the link for that, please, too? When you, you get bet. a chance, you don't have to do it right now. I want to read this, guys, to you. So I was doing some research and go over sonic weapons. This is why I added it to my flyer. But I found this part, part very interesting. The possibility of the device produces frequencies causes vibration in the eyeballs, therefore distorting vision. And it goes on, and when you really get into some of the literature about the, just the sonic, the acoustic-type weapons, it talks about what it does to your eyeballs and the drying effects and can cause the ringing in your ears and dehydrate you. And there's a whole list of symptoms that go along with it. You know, people talk about their eyeballs bugging them. If you drink a lot of water, you'll notice that your eyeballs won't feel dried and tired out as much as they do. But it's it's interesting, and part of it is is because the eyes are one path for it to get inside your skull and your ears and your nose. You know, are the least resistant. Okay, I have a question about that, and I don't know if you have the answer because I heard water helps the electromagnetic pulse weapons. It helps it move through our bodies even harder. <laughs> Well, I don't know if, that, if that's a fact or not because um, I can tell you guys when it snowed when it snowed here and we had the good winter this year in Oregon. When it was snowing, I felt the effects of the targeting a lot less. And um, Debbie puts her daughter in water to help her to lessen her daughter's. Uh, Targeting, and many people have told me that when they're in the bathtub, especially when they're submerged, they felt the effects less. So I think water water slows it down. Plus, it's harder to send signals through water. That's true. I, you know, that was the scientific research I'd done. It said it was harder for it to move through water, but I mean, I still get it in the bathtub when I'm completely submerged. So I don't know how that. You know, it's a real mystery. I don't know how they're doing it to me. You know, I also oh. like smoke is another thing that is difficult for it to go through. Smoke. So we all have a little cheapy going on <laughs> with some smoke outside by our house. <laughs> well, you know what's no. funny? Is early on, before I realized I was being gang stalked, I had all these people like, really get ugly with me about smoking like never before and give me books on how to quit smoking and everybody wanted me to quit smoking all of a sudden and I thought that's weird I I like smoking I'm not going to quit smoking I know it's bad for you I don't need any lectures I'm a growing woman Um, (laughs) but it, it dawned on me later 
there is something in cigarettes, and I am not advocating cigarette smoking, but there is there must be something in cigarettes that is killing some of this in my body or causing it not to work as well because it, you know, it's it's just funny. All those people wanted me to quit smoking and quit smoking, and then it turned out some of those people were perpetrators. And I thought, oh, how interesting. Why did you want me to quit smoking? And what you just said makes sense. It's harder for it to go through smoke. That makes That's a lot true. of sense. And you guys want to know something, though. Something that's interesting, I recently been, so many people complain and talk about Morgellons, and I really don't know anything about it, and I talked to Neil a little bit and some other people, and I'm doing my own research right now for myself about Morgellons, but I just want to share this with you. There is a group sect out there, because Morgellons for a long time, anybody that mentioned it was automatically labeled that they were had mental illness. Now, interesting the fact there's been enough information out, there's enough doctors coming forward and even psychiatrists that have started talking about that they realize that this is a very real disease. But there's still like 60% of the sect. And, you know, I was reading about how they treat it. They treat it with drugs from schizophrenia. It's how that they people go to these doctors for help and they give them uh, drugs for schizophrenia. And I was so appalled by that. And so um, I'm not going to address Morgellons at this time because our fight, it's part of our fight, I believe, because many people complain about it. But I just thought I'd throw that out there because it shows when our society doesn't understand something, they automatically reach for mental illness to address it. And that's very sad. That's something we need to educate uh, the public about, too, in our fight. Well, I just, when did we turn this corner that mental illness was something people could help? You know, it's it's not against the law to have a mental disorder, be mentally ill, or have a personality. That's not illegal. And when exactly. did we turn that corner where we stopped being compassionate for these people? It's not like they woke up one day and said, gee, I think I want to be schizophrenic today. They can't where help it. Where is the it. compassion? Where exactly. is the compassion? It's where is unreal. the common sense? It's like we turned this corner and now it's an insult. And I'm right. like, what, what, when, did, when did a mental disorder or whatever it is, you know, when did that become an insult? It, it's disgusting of, to me. I thought of moving on a campaign on just that to kind of get the word out on this. But, like, that would be my cover because that is despicable. When did this happen? Give me a break. Right. What, That's you, like you saying be thrown in a psych unit? I mean, are you kidding me? How about some compassion to see evaluate them, treat them with kindness, make sure they have a place to live. What the hell is going on? Yeah, Yeah, well, I mean, society, what you guys are talking about right now is a huge problem in society. People have learned, have lost their point to reason logically, I believe. Because they automatically jump to conclusions. That's You know, when I was really young, I never got into cliques and stereotypes and stuff like that. But that's exactly what part of this is, is they can't explain something. They don't want to learn the truth, so they automatically go, okay, boom. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that have mental illnesses that are great people. You know, I have a person in my family who's schizophrenic that has some problems. And he's a nice guy. He just, you know, and I have an aunt whose daughter, due to medical condition, has mental problems. And you guys are right. They just treat them like crap, and that's not the way we should be. 
No, it's not. And, you know, having a mental illness also, and I, I always think this is so funny how they make targets. They try to misdiagnose us with some mental illness or psychosis. I always think it's funny because just because you have a mental illness doesn't make you a liar. It does no. not make you a liar. Okay, yeah. you can have yeah. mental illness and be honest right. the day is long. That's like saying children with autism because that is that is a brain disorder and technically it is a mental disorder. I know people don't like to hear that, but if you look at children on the autism spectrum, you know, they are very, very honest. They have a mental disorder. They're not categorized as liars or crazy or as if they couldn't help it. They're shown compassion. There are a lot of adults, too, on the autism spectrum. Brilliant. But, you know, if anybody's different these days, we want to categorize and dismiss them, invalidate and minimize them. And it's just, it's absolutely disgusting. Absolutely. You know, one of the arguments I use when I was talking with some of the law enforcement and different people of authorities, um, I, well, the ones that doubt it, that aren't part of the crime, I would tell them, I said, look, people believe in God. And nobody calls them crazy or locks them up. And I said, people, they're part of society call people that believe in God all the time that they're crazy, that they're insane, that there's no such thing out there. And I said, so why don't you please go lock them up and give them a bad time because they can't prove to you God's there. And right. he goes, you know what? You got a good point. And I said, see, we're just trying to bring something to light, just like preachers go around and try to talk about God. I said, they're not crazy. You guys, society doesn't consider them crazy. That's a good point. So let me ask you this. Once you bring enough awareness to the public, then what? Then what's the next step? Say you reach that threshold and and what? how would you know when you did? And then, then where? Then where do you go? What's next? Okay, so what I got written down on my agenda, being just, is, and this is just my thing, because I am planning ahead for this, is once we get enough public awareness out there and we get things moving, the next step is to hit the secondary, not the mainstream media, but the secondary media very hard with what we're doing and starting to get people to march with us and do um, kind of like protests and different things and, and go to the next phase of the campaign of really working on business people and stuff. I, I'd like to do that right now, but uh, I can't I can't eat, send out e – some days I just spend all day emailing my flyers. And once we get to that point and we get into the second mainstream part of the media outlet, then we need to get speakers set up and organize it. Derek talked about having a speakers bureau. But that will be the next step when we get public awareness is we need to educate people on the facts and what we know. We need to have uh, things aligned so that we can have groups that will present packages of information, which I'm working on putting together now, so that we will mail these packages out, physically mail them, not email them, physically mail these packages out to different organizations and groups and asking for the time to sit down with them and speak to them about this crime and go over the package that we send them. That will be our next step so that we can do the communications. But we got to get organized and we're going to have to get people well-versed and we'll have to get people that are um, willing and have the energy to go out and do this because that will take a lot of energy to sit down in front of people, you know, mayors and sheriff's departments and different things like that. And I'm also doing research on how is the proper way to approach our, you know, our 
city council on and approach the mayors and approach the police department. And what's the best way to get it, you know, a meeting with the congressmen and our senators and our governors and things like that. So if any of you guys want to start doing research on how to approach and send it to me, that would be great. But that's going to be the next step. And because once we get public awareness up and we do that, and part of that, too, is we need to do a campaign and start talking about when we get to a certain level on each call. I think we should start having an invitation for other whistleblowers to come forward because I'd be willing to bet that some of these guests are people that are involved in this that are trying to learn about what all is going on, and they might possibly be the next whistleblower that come forward. I could be totally wrong, but I'd be willing to bet that some of them are that come on these calls, and maybe we should start sending an invitation out. Hey, you know, we'd like you to join us. We'll support what you're doing. So I'm looking yeah. forward to and, I'm actually going to post a list of a series of events after I get it all figured out, what we need to go and where I think we need to go next. But I want everybody's input. I mean, you guys have such great ideas. Just on this, I'm all, I got a good list of stuff on this call today. It's great. Um, By the way, hi, have, Sumaya. Hi, Sumaya. I'm getting your CD out to you. I promise. Oh, really? Okay. I, I, I forgot about it. it. Okay. I, no, I did not forget about it. I, it's been a whirlwind for the past couple of weeks, yeah. and yeah. today I spent updating my resume and looking for a new job, and um, I have some interesting light coming off of me that was weird, but, you know, besides yeah. that. So I'm getting it to you, but, Terry, I have an idea about your city council and your sheriff's department and the police department, and you need to, what you could do and I'm not, I didn't mean to say need to. What you could do is approach it like this. Say, you know, there's, I'm a fan of all this new technology. There's all this technology out there that could save the city a lot of money. Now, one of the ways they could save the city money using this technology, okay, is running an invisible fence around their jail, the city jail. So, you know, those little ankle bracelets that prisoners, when they're under house arrest, have to wear and they're tracked and monitored? If prisoners had those in the jail, we have a huge problem here in the Oklahoma City Jail, and it's costing a lot of money, and we built a new jail, and now it's falling apart, blah, blah, blah. So if you approach it with, this is going to save the taxpayers money, it's going to save you time, manpower, resources that they frankly don't have, the sheriff's office here does not have. They run an invisible fence around the jail. We have a huge problem with escaping prisoners, with them tunneling through. The kitchen's been shut down for months. I mean, it's a nightmare. So if you approach it like, look what this technology can do to help you and save you money. Now, I also want to make you aware of the fact that this technology is also being used in a really – they already know, I think. I I wouldn't, like, discount their knowledge because I think they do know. Um, it's being used in this, you know, criminal way that, you know, it can be used against police officers too. So, I mean, you need to keep that in mind because I always think when I go around, I think, you know, um, first of all, the rogue police officers that are using it are giving the good police officers a really bad name. Good police officers don't like that. I'm sure they don't like that. And then secondly, this technology, they don't want it proliferated in the hands of criminals because criminals are eventually going to use it against the police. And they don't want that, right? Oh, yeah. So, well, you know, one, I mean, 
you, you have a really good point. One thing that I've been pointing out to police officers that I get a chance to talk to for any length of time is that they're, I said, can you imagine how bad you're getting radiated by this equipment in your car? Because they have a bunch of Wi-Fi and stuff, and their cars are getting more and more all the time. I read an article that says a police officer's rig now has 10 times the electromagnetic radiation going on it than what it did before with the new cars. That's huge. They're being radiated with this stuff. Yeah, and they don't think they are. And every time they shoot one of the weapons at us, and it's not all police officers, it's only some of them, they're also getting another dose when they discharge one of these weapons at us, as with anybody is. I have videotape of a young street thug carrying one in his pocket, and he was wearing a white T-shirt, and the entire, the entire bottom of his shirt was glowing reddish pink. It was like an electromagnetic field around the bottom of his shirt because he was hiding it in his pocket, but it was on. And I thought, this kid doesn't even know he's zapping his own private parts. <laughs> it was ridiculous. But when they yeah. do, they don't they don't know that when they discharge these weapons, they're also getting a dose. They're doing it to themselves, quite literally. Oh, you're absolutely right. So I mean, every. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say that every indication when I'm doing research states that um, there isn't no real shielding for people that even work and build and and are discharging this technology. And if any of you guys did, don't know, I need to get the link and start sharing it with more people. The Navy put up requests, and they're giving out grants. They started in 2014 for people to develop shielding against directed energy weapons. That's the Navy. Really? Yeah. You know, I think targets, why don't we apply for that grant? Well, that's what I'm working on now. Is to get somebody to start writing grants and start working together because the only way that we're going to go through and and accomplish what we need to accomplish is by um, doing this stuff and getting more involved. And we don't have to approach for grants to go forward and say, oh, we're targeted individuals, we need grants. What we do is we say, hey, we're working to try to bring the truth out about directed energy weapons, and here's this site here. The Navy's giving grants out to develop it. All we want to do is help develop this to help people, you know, and we could get grants to help build technology. We could get grants to help uh, develop, you know, uh, different ways of, you know, uh, supplements or whatever to deal with the radiation from these devices and the poisoning in the body. But we do, we just got to go about it very professional and business-like, and that's why that's one of the reasons why right now while we're talking, I'm working on changing the way my website is. Um, I think you're right, and I think I was, I was looking at it today, and I was thinking a great way to approach it is say we have an abundance of experience with these weapons. We have an abundance of knowledge. We have a vast knowledge base and an abundance of experience with these weapons, and that's all that really needs to be said. That's true. <laughs> we do. We probably are more educated than some of the scientists that developed these weapons. <laughs> if, if truth be told, I mean, that's true, right? 
look, we've all become scientists. So, I mean, I think a really great approach is you're absolutely right. Very professional. And we don't have to say we're targeting. We just say we have, we have a vast uh, knowledge base and a lot of experience. And you can say however long you've been targeted. You know, I have four years of experience with directed energy weapons. <laughs> you don't have to say which side you're on, right? And yeah. you could also say, you could, you know, in a grant, you could also say you've been working for the past, you know, for me, four years. You've been working for the past four years on developing effective shielding techniques for these directed energy weapons. That's all that needs to be said. Right? Yeah. You're right. I mean, you make yourself the professional. You are so, we are now suddenly the experts. And, you know, that's funny you brought that up because I was thinking today, you know, someday this is going to turn around and people are going to be coming to us saying, how do we protect ourselves? You know, yeah, what do we point. do? Yeah. And looking to us as the experts. Point. Well, if you yeah. really think about what you said is a very powerful statement because the perpetrators of this crime, eventually all things in society like this throughout history – they turn on the people running this program, especially as they start to come to light. Those people are then going to join our community, and we're going to have a great advantage over them because we're way ahead of the fight than them because they've been on the other side, and they've been ignorant, and they've been thinking, oh, there's nothing going to happen. You know, that's never going to be part of my problem. been involved in this, and it's really going to hit them harder than it hit us because they're, on, they're so, um, what's the word I'm looking for, ignorant into what's going on even though they're behind it. And their family members will become part of this, too. And they're... You're right. It's a great... Well, so the word is look arrogance, at... Terry. It's not ignorant. They know what it is. But arrogance puts them thinking they're above it and it's not going to affect them. Or they're never going to get caught. Like, they're really never getting gonna away happen. with something. Yeah, that they're above it. Or they're yeah. in, or they're insulated. They think they're insulated from it somehow. Well, yeah, they just because they're cowards because they've gotten away with it for so long, and that's when they start making mistakes. You know, arrogance always trips. What pride goes before a fall, right? Yeah. Happens every time. Yeah. We're too powerful. We're too smart. We're too sneaky. We're too whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pride. Yeah. Yep. They will get caught. And you know what? I mean, I really, I'm, I'm going to go look up this grant stuff because uh, we have been, if we could get a comprehensive effort and apply for that grant, this could fund some serious public awareness, couldn't it? Yeah. 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 Wouldn't it be right. funny? Wouldn't it be funny? What's that saying about God gives you the mission and makes the devil pay for it? <laughs> There's some saying like that. God gives you, or God will assign you a mission and make, then make the devil pay for it. Let's oh, make them pay for it. I have heard that one. Yeah. That's funny. <clears throat> well, well, I like the I, idea that you say we, we're becoming the experts and more targeted people are going to come out being aware of it and not know where to turn, like they do when they come to these calls. But, you know, there are little cottage industries developing out of it. You know, there's uh, EMF shielding, sensitivity products. There are, um, you know, just, you know, the organ- organized products and uh, special supplements for EMF sensitivity and all of that. 
you know, there are little, there are little cottage businesses springing up all over the country for people who are waking up to it. They may not know about targeting, but they do know about electronics and cell towers and stuff. So, you, you know, know, maybe if we could apply and get a grant, because it's not that we have to have the shielding. We just have to be developing shielding. Is this correct? Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. if we could depends get on, one of the... It depends we, on how it's written, you know. Um, and I think, by the way, Kyle has experience with grant writing. Yeah, I've talked I to Kyle about it. Maybe we could set up a TI foundation that encompasses, because I know there's a lot of different groups and everybody's, you know, kind of scattered. Maybe a, one foundation with a board of directors, um, and we don't have to like each other. We just have to have the same common cause, right? Well, do you know what I mean? I, <laughs> Although I, I just want to say, I want to say something about that. I was actually going to be part of a group to build a big group to kind of encompass and do all this. But a group of non-TIs that I talk to from time to time, um, because I talk with, I run stuff by certain TIs, and I also run it by certain non-TIs. And I explained to them about FFCHS, and they said that one of the things is if we build a big group and we put all of our resources in one spot, it'll be much easier for the perpetrators of this crime to tear us down. So they said that my idea, and that's why I stick by this, is getting the people that we have organized. And, like, I'm going to go for my 501C, and then that way we can write grants. But if we work together and unify ourselves in that way, if they try to take something down, they can only take down little pieces of it. That's why they have their crime is so separated, so compartmentalized, is to hide it. And we've got to work in the same way in order to defeat them because if we put all of our eggs in one basket, they'll just come with a hammer and crush it. Well, I, I was having in view of the crimes being stopped and then have a foundation for all of the victims and because many more victims are going to come forward. And I really do believe this is going to be, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be blown wide open what has been going on. And the perpetrators are going to be far less likely to be so bold as to continue to perpetrate. You know, once they understand people are on to them, that really takes away their power. It absolutely takes away their power. Oh, definitely. Once we take, you know, bring awareness and take the power back from them, um, I I don't know that they're going to continue to perpetrate like they've been on us. The only reason they've gotten away with it is because of the secrecy and the division they keep trying to cause and disorganization and, you know, the fact that they think they're so sneaky. And they're not. They're cowards. And you know what? Cowards will run from exposure every time. Don't forget the money part. Don't forget the money. And the money. Well, right. (laughs) The money. Well, you know, when they face prison or significant fine and IRS comes running and says, hey, you know, we want our money. This is taxpayer. there's There's a law, I forget, misappropriation of public funds. That's what this is. It's also state created danger. Mm, well, which is actionable, but misappropriation of public funds, that's a big one. That's a mm. huge one. Well, yeah, you're going to get to the people who distribute the funds. 
you know, who makes those decisions. It's not but it's not going unnoticed. Yeah, but if we bring things to light, you know, one of the things that uh, big organizations like the insurance, the National Insurance Board and stuff, if we can prove that people behind this crime causes the, you know, the insurance companies and stuff a lot of money, that's another way to attack this because they don't want their money going out. It's all about making money for them. So mm-hmm. if they find out there's staged auto accidents going on, and I don't think it'll work for the meta, for the mental health industry because I think that's they've broadened their diagnosis to where they now say that they can diagnose every single person in America with some type of mental illness, and that's very sad. But the medical and other insurance companies, we could probably go at them and say, hey, look how much this industry is costing you every year out of your pocket that you're putting out. That's another avenue of, of getting back and attacking them. So I'm going to tell you a little secret um, that I have um, – my student loans are in default now, of course, the domino effect. But I paid about $100,000 to learn this little fact about the mental health field and the DSM-5. When they changed over from DSM-4 to DSM-5, they also changed the operational definition of mental illness or mental disorder. And the fact of the matter is, it used to be, is it dysfunctional? Is it disruptive? Is it, you know, and how much does it impair one's life? So those were the three factors that could determine if, you know, if in fact you met the certain criteria for whatever mental illness, then you would be judged on, you know, how disruptive it was to your life. And then you would be diagnosed. With the advent of the DSM-5, they don't have a definition of mental illness. That was the first thing they said to me That's the first day of my master's program. We do no longer have a definition of mental illness. So how can you diagnose someone with something you don't have a definition of? You're right. Did I just blow your mind? That's, no. that's blew my mind. Yeah. So there's it, no standards. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So there's no wanna, definition. Something I yeah. want to throw out there that's kind of a touchy subject with some of you guys, but I really do believe for those of you, God really is a good great tool for us all to use. I'll agree. <laughs> Absolutely, I agree too. When things get really rough, and that those nights you can't hardly bear, you've only got a source to reach out to sometimes. Well, the perps can't stand it, for one thing. <laughs> I've discovered they just can't stand it. They can't stand if you read your Bible aloud. They can't stand it if you put on some good Christian music and just jam. They can't stand it. No. That's because it's normal. It's part of normal life. And that's what they want to take you out of, that dimension, and put you under another dimension that they can control. Yeah. They can't control that. Yeah, well, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that 
as we all get together and learn. So you guys, what, all throughout the week, think about your ideas, write them down, bring them to the call so that we can start moving forward on other things. You know, uh, this is great discussions that we're having here. I love it. We need to be proactive instead of reactive. Yeah, we have to turn in to be proactive. I mean, one of the things I, I took a break from the community for a while, and one of the things that I noticed is that a lot of people spend most of their time just talking about what's going on, and there's very little time about how do we solve it, how do we fight them, how, how do we do about it. And there's some great ideas that came up on this this call, and, and one thing that I've heard repeatedly is we need to use some of the same tactics that they use against them. Yeah. And I truly believe that's exactly what we need to do. Yep. It's like in the, that movie, Enemy of the State, where he's, you know, they're shooting Will Smith with all kinds of things and bugging him and using all these devices, and his ex-CIA friend goes around collecting them and says, thank you very much. We'll be able to use these against them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. So thank you very much. Oh, it is. I want to I want to say something. So I I pulled I found this weird like phone hookup, like landline hookup in one of my other apartments, and I thought and it had been hastily painted over, and I thought, "What was that?" And I pulled it out of the wall and I kept it and didn't think about it and I tucked it away. And I was looking for wires yesterday to strip for the copper to make jewelry. <laughs> and I pulled out this thing. This AT, It was AT&T, and it was a landline, and it had four wires in it. And it was not like any I had ever seen before. And it had yellow, red, green, and black. Well, in video, because I used to do video, yellow is video. Red is audio. Black is the ground, and I guess green may also be audio, but... No landline I know of has video. That was some sort of bug. And it had two little yeah, things yeah, attached to it. Sounds like a bug. I I found one of those uh in two thousand five and the unfinished basement of my uh, my townhouse. Um and uh what me and my friends did, we uh unknowingly, um, ignorantly, unfortunately, we pulled it apart and so when the detective came after I called and said it was uh, the tap on the phone, uh, he said, you guys just uh, screw the evidence up because once you take it apart, uh, it's not intact anymore and you can't say it was edited. So uh, it sounds like something. It sounds like something or it sounds like something was put there to mess with you, to mess with your head, like the gaslighting or something or like, like a deception thing, a trickery thing. I wouldn't be surprised if it could be that, because uh, unless the perps that did that were really low tech, which could oh, be. I think I think they were low tech, but you know, whenever I find something, I always videotape it and document it, and then I rip it apart. <laughs> and I will videotape me ripping it apart too, so that I don't destroy evidence. Um, well, so that there's a yeah. chain. Well, so, but, um, on yeah, the bright side of different. that. It was mm-hmm. some nice copper wire, nice thick copper wire, and it made some beautiful jewelry. <laughs> well, yeah. So, yeah so thank you very much. Silver, silver, line, silver lining out of that. Right. Nice so, jewelry. Uh, I, I had have, some I free have, copper wire. You do. 
I have an idea about about um, uh, getting people involved, uh, getting people to come out of their comfort zones and their closets, uh, the, the proverbial closets where they're afraid to uh, afraid to uh, be out about their targeting because they're afraid for whatever reasons they're afraid of. I don't know, but I think one of the reasons why people can be afraid is because if they have families. And if we could somehow uh, design some kind of uh, a strategy to, uh, to let people know that, that, that the families, uh, it's okay to let the families know in a certain way, if we can think up like a dialogue that they can, something they can tell their families uh, about the targeting without getting into too much depth about it, too much detail, um, maybe people wouldn't be so fearful about uh, about uh, coming to protest, coming by handing our flyers, uh, going down the city council, coming to meetings, uh, doing activism, and, and coming out about the targeting. If they, if they knew their families wouldn't think they're crazy. The problem is here, the major problem behind why people are scared, I think, is because they're afraid they're going to be looked upon like they're crazy. That's it. I mean, it's just as simple as that. Crazy. It's, that's the whole thing. They don't want to lose their families. They don't want to lose their jobs. They're afraid of being discredited. That's it right there. And if we could somehow turn that around, change that, that people won't get discredited by their families or by their jobs. They won't lose their jobs. Then we have a whole, we have a whole bunch of people. We have we have armies of people. All of a sudden, we have tens of thousands of people out there with us on the front lines. Isn't that amazing? Tens of thousands of people are because they're no longer afraid. Because nothing's going to happen to anybody. You know, they have they have they have the, they have the support. You know, and uh, and they have they have some kind of credibility. Now, how can we do that? Well, how can we have people be secure about their, their family and their jobs? I mean, it must be something something that should be done with that. Well, that's true. I can tell you one thing that uh, I've been talking to a few people's family members, and one thing that I think LTI should take to heart and that family members are telling me is that they hear all this talk, but they don't see much documentation or evidence. And I talked to one family member the other day, and they said, hey, if, my, if they were actually doing something that was positive, so I truly believe that if we get people out to do activism, and, and get out on the front lines, they will show to their family that it's something way beyond mental illness, that it's not that. In fact, because if you, uh, activism people aren't out looking mentally ill. They're actually taking care of something. If you're making a bunch of noise, could you start six? I don't think it was you, Amy, but uh, it's a good point. I, I I think we do need to develop something else that needs to be worked on is a handout for people to read about activism, about how to deal with families, uh, how about to regain your life. And we got a lot of great writers in the community, so I'm hoping that that'll that will happen. What about um, doing a CD or, or putting something on CD where people can sit and listen and see and take it in, you know, by sight? Um, yeah. 
It's true. I put together, I did do my uh, page for friends and family on CD, and I got some great responses out of that. Um, I mean, it's not the best thing if somebody can come up with something better that I can post. Some, but uh, it, we should. We should do CDs. We should have videos about connecting, reconnecting with friends and families. I mean, we really do got to organize our entire community like a business. We need a different approach. We need to go about this in a very positive way and move forward. So, Sue, when will you have it ready? Before I would, if you'll, yeah. you know what, if you'll send me your CD, before I was in the mental health field, I ran a video production business, and I'm a pretty good editor. And uh, let's see what we can come up with. Yeah, if people could sit and listen and watch rather than sit and read and read and read and be inundated and then they don't want to read anymore and take it in, they'll stop. We're watching something is like a movie and a little bit more entertaining, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. I think that they they will bring it in more and maybe take ownership more and understanding than reading. Almost definitely. That's why I came up with the idea to pass out CDs. I'll tell you what, you hand a fire to somebody, they read it and stuff, but handing a CD to somebody for them to listen to a whistleblower or something, most of the people, especially if they're in their auto, they put it right in the CD player and started listening to it right off the bat. That was great because you you instantly got their attention. Yes. Yes. What's the first line of the CD? Do you remember? What do you mean the first line? What I did was I passed out a bunch of whistleblower CDs. I condensed them to 80 minutes. No, what's the first thing they hear when they pop in the CD? What's the first thing? Um, they just usually hear the, the interview or the conversation start. I'd like to put an announcement on there, you know, that says this is from Stop Gang Stalking Crimes or something, but I'm not good at editing yet, but I'm working on it. Okay. Well, maybe I can help you out there. All right. I got some time. <laughs> I got plenty of time. So <laughs> we have they, shouldn't, they shouldn't let me have so much time on my hands. <laughs> you know, something else we really do need to do, and this is another project. It's just I'm going to be working on to add to my website. It will be another form for people to fill out, unfortunately. But what this part of it is going to be is that uh, – I'm going to ask for people to sign up that want to get active in doing things, and there will be a form asking you, you know, your name, what time you have to, de- to devote to it. But the biggest part is what skill set can you offer the community to get involved? And I think that's important because we really don't know everybody's skill sets out there, and there's a lot of people that we could probably get involved that have some very professional skill sets that we should be taking advantage of. Um, I love that. Like, you know, that's how businesses run, right? I mean, yeah. you don't have just one department. You have several departments, and you have people that are in those various departments with those skills, just like a church, yeah. too. So, that's yeah. what I mean. I really believe that we need to get organized like a business, a large business, and we need to function like that. We need to get people's skill sets and start using them. You guys sharing your ideas and uh, start working towards very positive methods of going forward. 
I yeah, because you know what? Our perpetrators are very organized. Oh, yeah. And we need and to be as organized, if not more, than they are. Definitely. Uh, hi, Kyle. It's nice of you to join us. <clears throat> Linda's been awful quiet, but Linda has has been working hard to bring in our community to kind of streamline things and do a lot of factual-based stuff. And uh, Linda's think, amazing. I forced my daughter to listen to Linda <laughs> on the road. I just want to say you're amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Did you hear that, Linda? You're now a form of punishment. <laughs> no. No, I know when that when the, my mic's on the top of my head, it's really hard to hear me. You force your daughter to, to me. To be careful. Well, when I, you never know what I'm going to Well, <laughs> no, it was she was stuck in the car with me, so she couldn't go oh. anywhere and escape. <laughs> um, but you know, I it it sounds more credible coming from somebody else other than mom. You know what I mean? For sure. So, you yeah. know, she she listened, and you were very credible and fact-based, and, I, you know, I loved that. And I and, right. and she listened. She listened. Oh. So it wasn't punishment. <laughs> it wasn't. I'm glad you You know, has anyone heard of Brian or heard from Brian Coffrin? What happened to him? I brought that up the other night. He apparently... I'm, I'm, Derek explained it on his on his call, but I didn't really understand it. Um, he's around, but he's kind of other things going on, and he apparently is not too communicative. And I think he sounds scared to me. I think maybe he withdrew. I don't know. Oh, that's yeah, I heard thing. He, I heard he was staying with um uh who who worked with Derek um in Pax uh, Desiree. Yeah. I heard he was yeah. he was staying with her, but he was like acting really paranoid and just like I think they may be hitting him like really really hard because of the information mm-hmm. he's putting out. So I think he's going through the more of the getting through the targeting, um, and not so much as like staying communication, you know, staying uh, communicable with everybody. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. I just woke up. You know, in my opinion, that's the worst thing he could do because, see, they then it worked for them, so then they'll just hit him harder next time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He might be getting used to some of this, though. I mean, they might be hitting him real hard because, I mean, you know, we're, we're dangerous because we're getting information out, but he actually, you know, worked with them. So, yeah, he's getting I, threats when they're going to do away with his body and stuff. So, I mean, his is really at the far end. Mm -hmm. Hi, Kyle, by the way. How are you doing today? Okay. Just woke up. I slept. My my hackers kept me asleep, actually. I I wanted to get to your whole show, but but I came to the end. I wanted to tell you, I told Linda this already. Um... You know, my my parents came to town on this week, and and I plan to ambush them. Yeah. You know? Um. And when they got here, they knew everything about it. They heard it on mainstream. Heard a lot of radio shows about it, 
and they actually connected connected my attacks to what they had heard on the mainstream media and the radio shows that they had heard. This is your parents? So, Honey, you didn't tell yeah. me this. I didn't hear I this from I you. told you that. No, I, told you I haven't heard that, this yet. Oh. Maybe, is somebody else acting like a me? <laughs> no, <laughs> I think maybe, game? maybe... Yeah. yeah. Maybe I said oh, it so on the show though. and like you showed up yeah. afterwards, but like they they okay. heard about it, the Cuban embassy tax, like on a radio oh, wow. show and mainstream media, connected it to what I've been telling them. Oh, and now God. it's like my my oh. mom's uh, behavior oh. towards me just completely changed. It was, oh, I'm oh. so yeah. glad for you. Oh, I know that was well, really painful. Great, that was hurting. Bless your yeah. heart. Oh wow, I know that's that was wonderful. troublesome for you. You know. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. Oh, man. that's everything else, guys. If you go out and do activism, reference the Cuba thing, definitely. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, we'll also tell them about Kyle's parents. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. That is wonderful. But that's the thing. I mean, like, if people say us, if they like, you know, I've heard about any that, and we can say, yes, you have. Yes, uh-huh. have her. Acts that people are going through what we're going through, and I know it happened in Russia. You know, it happened in Russia a while back. Uh, times are different right now. You know, you're cutting out. Yeah, I know. My my attackers cut me. They're hitting me hell right now. They're hitting me super hard. Hey Kyle, I want to thank you. I want to thank you though. You you kept me awake. Almost all the way to Oklahoma City. You kept me awake all night, Thursday, Friday Ooh. morning. So thank mm-hmm. you. You saved my life, sort of, so I didn't fall asleep at the wheel. That was a great cool, conversation. Thanks. That was an awesome what, conversation. You, you talking about uh, Melissa and Jackie and Kathy and uh, yeah. all of yeah. us on there? Yeah, that that was yeah. a great. We had a great show that night. It's that really me, was. Melissa. <laughs> oh, well. Hi. Well, you were, you, yeah, I mean, you were part of that, so. Yeah, it was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. That's it was awesome. good. good, lively discussion. I like that. That was awesome. I'm glad for your parents, man. That's incredible. Yeah, I mean, they're they're still like, you know, my mom is like, we know, we know this is happening to you, but we just don't know what to do, you know. So she's still at that kind of thing, but she gave me a lot of, she actually helped me out with some money, which she usually doesn't. She's usually like, no, you need, you know, I can't, I don't, I can't really afford to, to help you out. She really helped me out this weekend, so I don't know. Something changed, you know. And, that's um, awesome. You know, Terry, that's that a, may be a good. That's a good idea to add to some of the flyers because I know that a lot of people um, probably look and go, "Well, what do you expect me to do about it?" They're not targeted, but they think like, "We don't know what to do for you. We just don't know what to do for you." So it might be a good thing to add into some flyers or some activism pamphlets or CDs yeah. to say the best thing you can do is listen. Listen and educate yourself. And well, that's what my friends ask- and family CD says, the video. Oh, it does? Yeah. And, Good. but you know what else we can tell them, guys? You know, we could, like, well, we just don't know what to do. You know, please call call the mainstream media news outlets and say yeah. that you've heard about this and aren't they reporting this? Call huh. agencies like the FBI and say, you know, I've heard about this uh, regular citizens being targeted. So they can call places, you know, people who are not 
does and help us out by saying, why am I not hearing about this? Why is this not a major, you know, news story? Why is Cuba in the news? But, the, you know, these American citizens who are being experimented on with this, they're not in the news. Why am I not hearing about this, you know? That's, a good That's another way. It's a great avenue. Great avenue. That's awesome. Although, did anybody else know that a, a meteorite hit Canada a couple of weeks ago? And then a week no. before that, a meteorite hit Iceland? Anybody hear that on the news? Not me. Mm-mm. What is that about? A, I saw it on a YouTube video that Anonymous had done today about all the hurricanes and the earthquakes. And then they had news clips from a giant meteor hit in Canada, um, I think like the 14th or so, around there, that could be wrong, of this month. And then the week before that, one hit in Iceland. And the sun had like shot off its most significant solar flare in 12 years. And I was like, I did not hear any of that on the news, none of it. Well, in all fairness, we were our, our own... Our own coast was being hammered by, you know, <laughs> Irma. Well, right. That's true. That too. But that, I mean, it's not that often that giant meteorites hit the earth. <laughs> you know what I mean? I would have thought at least that would have been a blip on the news. There's so much stuff going on, you know, and, and I feel like it's kind of a driven. It's like, you know, they're trying to have all these events on the news so that maybe we just don't hear about some other things, you know. Um, oh, I've wondered that, too. It's so engineered. Yeah. News. Yeah. I just, these hurricanes, I've been I've been really studying, like, uh, people who've been given testimonies of, like, actually helping out during them and hearing that, you know, they're, they're blowing uh, dams and not telling the people who live below the dams, like, not, not letting them know. Um... There's some... I heard that. Mm-hmm. I heard that. And they're killing people. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, it's hard to believe. It's hard to believe, but, um, yeah, I'm I'm studying, and it's like there's a lot of FEMA centers being sent up and fusion centers being set up. And then this one this one homeless guy said that he didn't go to the homeless centers because they were caught killing people. But he was a homeless guy who might, he might have been just, you know, talking crazy. I don't know, you know, lots of weird stuff going on. Well, but, you know, know they... Noticed, I'm not hearing any, like, humanitarian relief efforts. I'm not hearing anything about, like, oh, the poor survivors that lost their homes. I'm not hearing anything. You know, mm-hmm. like, when um, Katrina hit New Orleans, there was this big flood of, you know, outpouring of support, and it was just, you know, you're hearing from survivor after survivor, and I'm not hearing that from Houston or Florida. It's like back to business as usual. Maybe it's yeah. just me. Maybe I'm not watching the right TV, but I'm just really not hearing a thing about it. It's like, oh, that happened. Okay, on to the next thing. I think you could be right. I mean, like, I got to get cable because I'm missing, like, I, I get my news from YouTube, and so I've got to get back to watching what the news is reporting so I know what they're not reporting. Um, but but you could be right. You know, there may be so much, you know, uh, so many people in Florida, so many people in Houston, so many people with the new hurricane. 
that they just can't cover everywhere, and they're just they're just not reporting how they're kind of planning it right now. But um, I haven't been hearing a lot of good stuff, you know. And I it, it it's very interesting, like you know, I wasn't that big on the eclipse, like having any kind of impactful thing on on the Earth, but it's very interesting how. Wasn't it like two days after the eclipse where Hurricane Harvey hit? I mean, it was very close after. And so um, I'm just hearing yeah, a lot of yeah. stuff on YouTube where people think that, you know, that had something. Something happened during the eclipse um, oh. that caused something. I don't know. Um, I wonder, that's what the anonymous video was about. It was about all the things that have happened after the eclipse. And those two yeah, meteorites were on there, but they were foreign news broadcasts talking about it, which, you know, well, of course, that makes sense. Didn't Anonymous put out a targeted individual video? Yes, yeah, they it, did. Yeah. So yeah. we're. So I couldn't find a copy that was actually here in the U.S. Are they all logged, or does somebody have it here in the U.S. on their YouTube now? Um, there were two. One is called Anonymous. We have entered a new era, and then the other one is anonymous, how the or NSA invents technology to read your mind. The first one is three minutes, and the second one is 10 minutes, and they're both excellent. The 10-minute one breaks it down very clearly, very simply. Um, an eighth grader could understand it. It's not, what they're doing is really not that difficult. Well, then that... Well, you know, they say if you can't explain it so a six-year-old can understand it, you don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. They know what they're talking about. So we need, I need to get those videos on my website then. Absolutely. Yeah, and they're actually they're coming up with something called ORM, which is Open Remote Neural Monitoring, uh, which is like, a, I guess, an initiative that they're having to get any kind of experts or programmers and you know, electrical engineers, mechanical engineers, to actually create, you know, some of these devices that, um, you know, that we can detect when that's happening to us. So they are actually creating initiative, an initiative to uh, kind of back engineer some of this stuff, kind of create right. some of it. And they're doing open source code for it is what the, the OR Yeah, okay. They're open source the technology and also find ways to defeat it. So that it's no longer a secret. I'm glad you guys brought that up because I just read an article and I'm going to do some research to confirm this. But I was reading about RF chips and trying to figure out maybe how many people are chipped or whether they can actually do some of this stuff without being chipped and whatnot. But here's what I found out. There is a device and I want to find out where it's at. It's quite spindy from what I understand, but there is a device that is affordable to the people who have, you know, a couple of hundred to spend that supposedly, and it's made by the, the company that originally started manufacturing RF chips, the ID chips, that you can take it and just scan your body and it will tell you what the code is for the chip that's in your body and it will also tell you, let you know where it's at in your body. Wow. Is that software-defined radio? Is that methodology? It's for the, the variable R, 
RDFI chip. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I got to finish reading the articles and stuff I saved about it. But they said, I yeah, think- the, the, there's an easy way to determine it. And also, this device that you can get, it'll also retrieve the data that the chip is set up to collect from you. Oh, well, see, now that would be interesting because if, look out for Charlie's right, and a lot of other people have said, you know, the chemtrails, we're all shipped. It's this nanotech and these fibers that are stuck to our skin. We are already chipped, and it's not on the inside. It's the self-assembling carbon nanotube. So that would be very interesting to see what information they're collecting. Yeah. The bigger question is why. Yeah, but you know, guys, you know what I was thinking though. Um, you know, I'm having a lot of my electronics hit. Um, they're actually able to to um actually stop my CD player now, so they're hitting me harder during the night. It sucks. But you know, I was thinking, okay, I'm sitting here. They're hitting my electronic cigarette. They're hitting Dave's CD uh, very precisely. Mm-hmm. So you know, they must have some kind of you know uh, through the wall radar. Uh, remote surveillance, um, and then they're hitting those things. Those things don't have nanoparticulates or, you know, microchips that they can GPS, but they're hitting them, those electronic devices, very precisely. Like, I can feel the directed energy over them. So, I know that we have these things, you know, delivery mechanisms like nanoparticulates, the biofilm on our skin. I know we have those things. They can hit us easier. The, the, the chips, but I'm wondering... And also a bio-relevant feedback loop, you know, uh, that is just, you know, off of our own brains by feedback loop. But um, I'm thinking, like, even without any of that stuff, it seems like they have remote surveillance that they can hit the outside of these, even if we don't have any of that. Um, now, I think for remote neural monitoring, remote neural manipulation, to get a signal a radio receiver signal from to our, our brain and our nervous system, I think an implant or uh, nanoparticulates. But, you know, I think they could hit anybody anywhere, um, you know, with, with just remote surveillance. Like they could hit you in the knee yeah. or the chest, you know, without any of that stuff. Well, yeah, I'd like, you you don't to consider, I'd like to consider you guys something about this. I notice as much activism as I do in different areas that I go around and spend time at on a regular basis, that it takes them a while for them to get set up at a particular area to target me really hard. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I came up, I thought about this myself, and my nephew thought about this, and I've, I've read some other people that think the same, and this is just a purely a theory at this point. But what if they are actually installing a little small like motherboard or chip inside of our homes, our automobiles, where we frequent like our churches, our jobs and stuff to give them that local close access to make it seem like it's much bigger than what it is. And there's actually a couple of PIs that have came on and did YouTube videos that show that they have the little board. It does exist. And they can put it in a place to help target you and drive you crazy. And some of them give out acoustic sounds that will give you tendonitis and make you sick and mess with your head. 
Well, mine didn't reduce when I left Oklahoma and went to California and back. I still had the yeah. I still had the remote neural monitoring, the pressure in my ears, and the way the anonymous explained it was, you know, they don't need chip. They don't need to chip you. All they need to do is get your brainwave frequencies and, you know, they got you. Because everybody's just yeah. a little bit different. It's like a fingerprint. Okay, We're all unique. Well, think well, about they, this. Though, you're, you're, I'm not they, saying, I'm not saying they don't have those things because I know they do no, have those well, things saying, Okay. Yeah. One thing I just want to add, I don't want to argue with you guys, but one thing I want to add is your brain really doesn't send out this big, huge frequency, right? And it's not it can't be detected very far away. I've done a, quite a bit of reading about that. But if they have this chip by you that will pick up your brain frequency and then relay it to them, that would help them out greatly. I mean, think about it. The hardest places I get yeah. targeted is in my house, in the church, in my automobile. I can go yeah. for a long walk and things will start fading away. So that would it, might I, be, it might I, be very... I think it could. They could have that, Terry. But, but I mean, I've got to say, like, I went to you know West Virginia uh, from Louisiana, and um, you know, it was this. Like when I when I hit down, it was a little bit buffered. I went into West Virginia. I, I was in a you know a log cabin, which they couldn't have put anything in before I got there. Nowhere I'll stay. And then about a week later, everything started to pick up as if they were as if they had they were. Um, Kind of getting things prepared, like something remote around me. You know. Well, did you um, make I mean, reservations? I, did you uh, make uh, reservations or anything in advance? Um. Actually, I think I did. I think I did. So, so they could know you're yeah, coming yeah. and put you in the cabin that they want that already has it in there to relay. Could yeah, you're right. I mean, I'm That's just throwing awesome. it out there, guys. I'm just. I'm just that's trying to think about me. this. I believe you, but that's what they did to me when when I had to evacuate for the hurricane here in Florida. I had to go to Louisiana to find the first hotel, and I had to make reservations. And when I went to that hotel, they had somebody already set up right next door with acoustics. When I got into that hotel room, that sucker had those acoustics going immediately. I left that hotel. I went to another hotel, and guess what? The same thing. They put you at the end of the hallway. They got the, the perp right next door, and they got it going again, and they target the animals the same way And each joint. Nothing different changed. See, ma'am, what, what, I, what I think, and this is just my theory, you, you're, you might be right. They may have somebody set up. Uh, you know, it can seem like somebody's right next to you, and they would be hitting you remotely, um, and it can it can really seem like somebody is right next to you uh, with a ground weapon. And I'm not weapons. It's just from my experience, they make it really, really seem like they got somebody set up next to you, but it's, they're using some kind of remote mechanism, and it just, it, it, they're doing it, in a, and it seems like it's a directional thing. Um, but, but you know, you know what? You know, you could be exactly right because there are ground weapons that do get stuff set up like that. Experiences, um, they always try and make me think my neighbor's doing it wherever I go, um, and it's it's really remote. You know, it's like from a cell phone tower, but but I I feel like it's coming from left, you know, from that wall of my neighbor. Um, 
and it can be very, 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 you know. I'm glad to know that they're turning off your David K C D because that means it works. They do the same oh, thing to me. God, I try they're... to listen I try to listen yeah, to Tibet and sing singing bells and they turn it off every night. And I'm like, they, Oh, that ta- must work. The, they're attacking the C D player. Like I have to put it in this little aluminum hat thing and they keep trying to turn it off, trying to turn it off, but when I get to sleep then they turn it off for good. Then they, it must I mean, work, a, I, They wouldn't oh, be yeah. trying to turn well, it I off. Mean, I know on so many different levels, Melissa, that that thing works. Like, because if I listen to it for, you know, went the whole time when I sleep and it is consistent and they don't turn it off, I feel completely different. The the tinnitus, like, they'll, they'll, try, they'll try and get it right under my head because that's kind of... Um, you know, they think that I'm like, ooh, y'all are getting it right under my head or something like that. But it's really, really bad with that. You know, I, you know uh, Kyle, we need to talk to Dave Beans. He's not charging for the CD. And, and, you know, like we were talking about, have a conference call with him and talk about getting it posted on the website so it can help people. Yeah, we need to do that. I've, I've been meaning to do that for a while. I think we'd have a lot more, uh, some, some clear-headed TIs, a lot more clear-headed TIs. Because um, yeah. without it, man, I mean, they, they bang me up. I'm not, just waking up today, it's like, tonight sound, the V2K is louder. Um, you know, they were doing crap to my thinking that was just, just the remote neural manipulation is stronger. Um, and I always, like, while I had a CD on, I had this thought. I was like, well, maybe they're being nicer to me. Maybe, you know, kind of, um, you know, they've reconsidered. And then, you know, when, when my defense is, you know, I, I, you know that is laughable. Um, it's because, laughable because like, I've CD... thought the same thing. Which one of us hasn't thought the same thing because we're nice people? Because that's how we would, <laughs> that's how yeah, we would yeah. respond. We you, always think you they're, maybe they're being that. nice now. They're not being nice. I'm laughing They're because not. I've thought the same thing so many times. And I'm like, when am I like going to catch if on? If, if you're getting relief, if you're getting relief, you're doing something wrong. They're not deciding to go you know. Exactly. I'm just laughing because I can't tell you how many times I've thought the same thing. Oh, they've awakened. Now they're going to be nice. Now they're helping me. And they're probably on the other end laughing, thinking, oh, we got her again. <laughs> you know, this dummy, mm-hmm. she never catches on. You know, yeah. they're just, they're evil. I, dr- I did dream last mm-hmm. night for the first time in, well, I dreamed in Sedona, real dreams, real nice, regular dreams. And I dreamed last night, and I was happy for that because that means I got REM sleep, and it was not any kind of hacked dream. It was just a normal, regular dream. And I woke up and remembered it, and I thought, oh, that's nice. I got some that REM sleep. Awesome. Yeah, because that's yeah. what they're trying to prevent is that REM sleep because it helps heal trauma, and this is all yeah. trauma-based. So, you know, that was good. I don't know that they're being nicer to me, though. I do notice that they try to make me think that from time to time. It kind of helps them. It keeps you naive. You know, well, not naive, but it keeps you um, just keeps you kind of off kilter. Where that, you know, because they like yeah. like having a 
Yeah, they like having a psyop, um, you know, advantage over you. Like, oh, she thinks we're being nice, or he thinks we're being nice. That's that's great, you know, because they're not going to fight as hard. It's really yeah. hard. To, well, I I think they, you know, they're so anonymous with it. They uh, they're at a monitor, and they were already sociopathic to begin with, and mm-hmm. they just don't really think any. Like I don't even know. I have nothing personal against me and they're just cold blood it's like a cult does anybody know who Alice having for a guest today I don't know so uh told me but I forget she told me but I forget who it was sorry (laughs) so no I don't know is somebody famous Damn, just let me rack my brain here. I don't hey, know. But but I heard you it's a, oh, okay, it was a, yeah. it's a woman. And it, and it, was somebody, it was somebody who um, who used to be a, a newscaster, something like that, a reporter, a female oh, yeah. reporter. Yeah, it sounded kind of interesting, really. Well, uh, so we need to kind of wrap up to go to Ella's show, but um, is Sue still here? No, Sue left. Oh, Sue left. I just want to let you guys know that Sue's been helping me on a couple of projects and doing some research for me. And uh, it's some things that I'm going to bring out and introduce to the public pretty soon. And one of the ideas that uh, was uh, one of the ideas that was um, recently on one of Derek's show was somebody going through YouTube and posting about our problem on different video links, people that are kind of similar things. I think that's a good idea. So if one of you guys want to work on that as a project and start doing that, that would be great. And uh, the next show, guys, I'll have a good professional entry put together and uh, maybe some guidelines for the show. It was a great show, everybody, and I thank you for your participation and God bless you all. Thank you, Thank Terry. You. Thanks, Terry. Thanks, Terry. Hey, right, you guys have, have a nice day. All right. You too, honey. Okay. Bye, all. Thanks, Lynn. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.